I listen to the Black Guy O Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Nevertheless, as had been true of many white abolitionists, the liberal perspective of the new movement did not necessarily mean that its followers saw blacks as social equals, and they could hold racist views at worst and patronizing attitudes at best. In 1890 and 1891, for example, gospelers held conferences on the status of the Negro in Mohonk, New York, without feeling any need to include black leaders. A patient is not invited to the consultation of the doctor on his case said lyman abbott one of the foremost leaders of the movement when asked why no african-americans were asked to attend t thomas fortune booker t washington tremont's reverend cook and torgi i hope i said that right or uh, protested the exclusion and when blacks were not invited to the second conference torgi boycotted in protest their impulse their impulse towards sectional and uh ecclesiastical unity also kept the northern gospelers conservative on racial issues and relatively silent on lynching but at least the most anglophile group had not extricated african-americans from the realms of moral reform and after the smith lynching they were becoming more sensitive to critics already accomplished by the simple fact that ida's invitation to speak was the acknowledgement that she and blacks in general had the right to define race issues what ida hoped to do was to recover and reignite their abolitionist spirit as a force against lynching hey welcome to the black out tips podcast your host rod and Karen. and we're live on a sunday morning we are ready to give y'all church um and we also have a very special guest today it's jl covan what's going on man hello everybody thank you for having me uh, people who can see in the picture that's a caricature of myself in the home office <laughs> not pictured as my colin kaepernick gq man of the year uh photo <laughs> well thank you for so it's a shrine to biracial greatness in my home office you know we need to celebrate that okay kenya birds can't do it all by itself mm-hmm. all right guys um yeah but thank you for coming on jl man i know we it's like we just had you on not too long ago but you know you can always come on obviously and uh we appreciate you coming on it's always fun to have you no and i i appreciate it um and obviously with this week being a big week for me um you know i i have to go much like trump i have to go to my base yeah uh, the people who've been there when i was only at two percent in the polls uh, <laughs> i i am the candace owens of jl covan okay all right i was i was over here way before the rest of you guys but uh i'm happy i'm happy to be here um so i guess uh first things first you know uh the reading rainbow segment um that was from ida sword among lions uh ida b wells um uh uh biography um and then uh the thing i thought was interesting is like that's 1891 1890 and in a lot of ways you know people still feel that 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 feeling of like white liberalism even when it's like pro proactive about race is kind of like well we don't really need like actual input from black people we we kind of got it figured out here guys um and it's still like a level of patronizing and dismissiveness that is still racist you know and when people talk about that i think um you know a, a lot of times we have a, a habit of of being so uh myopic right we're focused on our lifetime but this has been a battle since, since abolition like these are this is a group that started on like we should free these niggas and it's like oh okay cool like they that's these woke white people get it and then it's like 
oh we didn't ask for your opinion on the freedom negroes uh let's all calm down all right so i thought that was interesting um and it and not just that they did one conference without any black people uh and and even defended it as not you know you don't let a patient tell you how to do the surgery they then the next year did the shit again with no black people but what you do (laughs) does affect the patient and sometimes the patient description can actually help you do your job better things that might be affecting them that you might not even be aware of it's like that thing where they ask you how much pain you're in right but then they never they don't really believe black people anyway it's kind of like that but with you know racism and activism uh so i just thought that was like a very poignant moment because you know i think a lot of uh people that would consider themselves like liberal white folks and whatnot um they never understood like the rejection of people like bernie sanders and stuff before right it confuses them still does to today yeah for a large part this is what black people are talking about you know this idea of like you know what's best for us we don't know what's best for ourselves and you also don't really want our opinions in the room you Mm -hmm. know like you'll you'll pick your hand for your hand-picked couple of blacks that completely agree with everything you do but if the second anyone gets in the room and goes well maybe we could do it this way you're like get the fuck out i march with martin luther king i have cornell west and killer mike in here if we need any more blacks we'll let you know now get the fuck out and vote for me and i think it's just it's ironic that over a hundred and something years later here we are with the same shit all right and then my thing is this they're confused with the rejection like 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 the rejection actually confuses them most of all they go we got these great ideas come on come on in the room guys come on come on come on we thought about you blacks we thought really hard about you blacks and we have this like agenda and these things and we think you're going to be real excited about all these ideas that we have to share and we go okay but what about no 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 we figured it <laughs> right we got everything under control you your small little brain negro brain cannot understand or fathom the complexities of what we have for you they didn't even think it was important to talk about lynching like that's crazy when you think about because it's not directly impacting them like that time period like niggas was getting lynched like weekly you know what i mean like it was it was like a it was uh happening so often you couldn't even keep up with it right we still don't know exactly how many because you know they weren't graders um and it wasn't a big deal for a lot of people it was like yeah we lynched a nigga that was what was that tuesday uh shit so you you have an organization about black freedom or about you know equality for everybody probably not black freedom but equality for everybody and they're like why the fuck would we talk about lynching we're in new york that's some like down south shit that has nothing to do with us so you know let's calm down negroes and that attitude to today has never changed and that's a lot of reasons why me as somebody who's been down here the bulk of my life it irritates me and i reject people from up north when they always act like racism is just a down south thing you know what nigga i've been up north to philadelphia and guess what i seen fucking confederate flags up there too but it's a motherfucking down south thing yeah it's also interesting too because you know black people got lynched all over the place like it wasn't just the south but right the idea of like we don't that's not really what we're here for guys okay we're more about like let's you know maybe desegregate the buses or something you know you're like well uh okay that's a good idea you know i'm not knocking it 
but uh as a black i think shut your black ass up uh we didn't invite you first of all uh booker t what is his name washington whatever just uh we'll get to you when it's important when it's your turn we'll call on you you do what you want to do at the black meetings but here at the white uh the white desegregationist meetings we'll let you know um all right guys not much has changed is my point let's get into let's get into the song wait that why is that the end <laughs> what <laughs> remix what? yeah well, hey, how's Beyonce coming to the room what's happening here I, oh, I must have played it yesterday butterfly in the, in the sky, sky. <laughs> I can go twice as high take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow I can go anywhere friends to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow i can be anything take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow a reading rainbow oh we heard this part already um so like like i said we have a very special guest today um my man jl coven and as you hinted at it is a big week for everything jl coven man can you tell everybody what's what's coming out man what to be expecting i'll always say i've already pre-ordered so you know Thank i'm up as once again as the <laughs> as as the uh candace owens of the jl coven hive uh i'm already on it but go ahead and uh, tell the rest of these fools <laughs> uh paris denard morrow thank you um yeah it's uh i've got uh a new trump album coming out this friday it's called fireside craps the deuce uh, a few years ago i did an album called fireside craps which was like a half hour 35 minutes sort of uh little album five bucks where it was like hey we're gonna recap trump's presidency for the first hundred days in his own words like we re you know did it as if it was recorded contemporaneously so you'd have things like him going i love james comey knowing like six months later he would hate james comey but you know he's going i don't see well i don't see any reason why i wouldn't like uh james comey from here on out he's a strong guy (laughs) and so that was like a, a very like funny but like sort of quickly produced sort of album and it sold okay it did okay and so we had this idea to do another one because the impression keeps getting better. So it's three years more seasoned, the more material. I thought, let's do another one. And so we've been working on this since January. So it, it, it may seem to some people like, oh, I'm, I'm, look at this. I got like Twitter famous. So let me try to make a quick buck. This was coming out regardless. This right. is just like great luck for the album. Um, but it's, it's Aaron Hodges, uh, who, who produced it. Um, did a phenomenal job like it's it's really well produced like every track is like has like a musical background to fit the like just to it's not a musical album but it right. really enhanced it and there are some tracks and this is me like i'm listening to my own voice i don't really laugh at it that much right what he did with this to enhance the album had me like cracking up um so it's basically trump's presidency from charlottesville to right before COVID. And we actually did a track on COVID, which was funny. But <laughs> I said, you know what? If this goes really south, which right. hopefully it won't, but there's always that potential. I just thought, you know what? 
let's ki- let's let's not put that on because yeah. in case this becomes like two million dead, people will be like, this guy thought it was funny. Cancel him. Now yeah. I'm expecting to get canceled at some point. Like I already <laughs> have it written into my career that like there will be a cancellation. Yeah. I just I it will happen, but I don't want to do it like I don't want to do it intentionally. <laughs> well, I feel like cancellation is part of the career path now. Like I feel like even if you get like an agent or somebody to a, a handler or manager, like at some point, like if your manager is talking about how we're going to get you canceled, then I feel like they're not really a good manager because all the good, all the good people, all the greats get canceled at some point. Yeah, they do. So, they you know, come back. like, let me know what, what's going to be the thing. Like what's on the horizon? How are we going to get my name out there to, cause it's like a threshold of like, there's all the good popularity and then there's a threshold of like this is when you made it though like you haven't made it until you until people are like did you know this motherfucker said in 2003 that's when it's like oh that motherfucker right there they made it for real Mm -hmm. right yeah it's it's so it's um and obviously uh i have no agent no manager no pr so um the success of this album for me is sort of very important because as, as you were saying, um, either when I was on or, or maybe like when, just after I was last on the show that I sort of did it while sticking a middle finger up to the business yeah. and I, I still kind of broke through. Now, this album is the first chance for me to sort of say, Oh, and I made money. Now I don't just have followers and likes and people laughing. Now I actually monetize this, not mm-hmm. in a cheap way. Cause like I said, this album was coming out Regardless. anyway, but now it's like, does, does my base, does my fan base, do they put their money where their laughs and their likes and their retweets are? And I'm hoping they do because like I said, we're not only hoping to go number one on iTunes, which I think is, is going to happen pretty easily. That's, that's not like super difficult to do for a limited amount of time, Mm -hmm. but I'm hoping to get high up on the billboard comedy chart because Mm -hmm. I think for a guy with no PR, no agent, no manager, if you can get that album one, two or three on like the comedy billboard chart, it sort of says, well, somebody should now be coming to get this because right. I already got to a place without you. So now somebody should be trying to elevate that more. That's the goal. So this is – it's a great project, but it's also an attempt to use that – the money doesn't matter to me. I mean it's not going to make me a million dollars. So right. this will be like some rent payments or something, which is not to be dismissed. Right. But it's the PR value. It's like if this can be a project that gets big, I'm not even concerned about – because it's – like I said, whether I make $4,000 or $8,000 or $3,000, that's all nice. Right. But that's not like, that's not going to change my life. That's not going to, that'll just give me like some breathing room. But if I get that JPEG of like Billboard number one comedy album in the country week of this, that's now that, that, that has value. That has extensive value. So that's, right. that's what I'm hoping for. But it's, it's a, you know, I obviously, I'm a fan of most of my products, right. but this is, uh, if people like the Trump impression, this is, I mean, this is, as, as, as Aaron said, um, this is like a funeral for every other Trump impersonator. Mm. Yeah, I can't wait, man, because, uh, <laughs> you know, I've already been, uh, JL Trump truther for a while. Like, yep. you, uh, I think you had the best impression, uh, hands down. Like, it's not, I don't think it's close, but, Mm-mm. um, and that's not even like to say other people don't have good ones or any you know like it's not even a slight to them but 
you know it's like right. if someone says michael jordan is the best player they ever seen it's not like well then you're saying carl malone sucks like i i didn't say that i just he does but that's not not in the way that you're thinking um all right well uh, thank you for having me on good luck with the rest of this episode <laughs> that disrespectful talk of, of carl malone hey hey well I, uh, for one, what it's worth oh, I, for what things, it's worth okay. i wouldn't say it to his face you know what i mean so <laughs> For what it's worth, just know that I would only say that on a podcast. If he was in my face, I'd be like, "You are better than Michael Jordan, sir." <laughs> I um, the, the one thing, the 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 two things that happened that I thought were funny with regards to this impression, though, like once I I blew up, was uh, one Trump impersonator tried to go through like a third party to see if I wanted to collaborate on like a Trump video, and I was like. This this isn't Kanye and Jay Z. This is <laughs> th- this is Kanye and the guy selling me his CD on the subway. <laughs> um, no, sir. Like I was nice about it. I was like, I appreciate right. that. It's but I was like, I'm not looking to raise your impression up. Right. You've done your thing. You peaked. He had his moment, and right. now I'm peaking, and I'm peaking higher as I should. And I don't say that as like a dick. Right. 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 If mine's better than mine, at some point deserved its moment. And then another dude who impersonates Trump. Who had some, I'm just gonna say, I, it, it's, I don't wanna tip off who it is, right. but he, um, he blocked me on social media and I had no interaction with this dude. And then as I learned, he was trying to basically use some of my techniques and do what got me big, like on oh. other people's things. And it wasn't, it wasn't succeeding because right. at the end of the day, this dude kept getting mentions from people who liked mine going, Hey, yours is okay, but have you seen J.L. Covey? Right. <laughs> and, that was great because he's still seeing those mentions, but I can't see what they're commenting on. And I thought that mm. was like lame. Like I was just yeah. like, you, you blocked, I have nothing to do with you and you blocked me, which tells me that you're, you're like trying to hide that you're copycatting or something. Yeah, that's some, it, that's it, some insecurity. Me. Yeah. That's some insecurity because you guys haven't even had an interaction or whatever. Like right. I, I, these are people with managers, agents, right. things like that, that like get hooked up and it's like, you know, I have the, the the COVID has at least stripped everybody of a lot of their institutional power when it right. comes to comedy. Like they don't have their manager or agent saying, hey, have you seen my guy? You should definitely have him on this. There is no this. There is right. the content and that's it. And that's it's, it. you know, as I joked, like Bane. You know, I was born in this anonymous, managerless, ageless <laughs> darkness. Right. And, and they don't I'm know how driving. to adapt. You know, <laughs> I never had a manager, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So it's like now this, this is, you know, kind of a, a, weirdly enough, a good time for me. Yeah, it's also interesting, too, because, like, uh, I've, I've said this for years on the show, but I always feel like no one ever really does shit for people unless they've can already do it for themselves now yeah like it's like you right. know there's some people here and there you know we uh I'm, I'm not saying it's not a hundred percent of people but the vast majority of like the gatekeeper type of people they only fuck with you after you've done what it is you do you know it's hey you guys want to do a live show under my label like we did it now like the, the time for you to ask me that would and for me to accept that was you know a year ago when i didn't think i could do that and i was like i wish i had someone that could take me under the wing and like help me figure out how to do that shit you know uh, hey you want to monetize your podcast i did that so <laughs> so like this is you yeah. know where were you at you know five six years ago with this you know maybe you would at this point that's just you wanting to cut of revenue that i'm gonna get already correct and i think that's um 
one of the things that happens is that you have people that feel like the you know oh i see jail okay jail's got some things going on now now's the time uh have you thought about maybe you know it's like maybe put out an album it's like i'm i put out the album so to me that's why right. it's important that this album you know do well is because mm-hmm. it's not just the, about just putting out an album because you know i'm sure there's people that have seen pressure now are like we got to figure out a way to put this you know in a place where we can monetize it it's the right. fact that you did it you know what i mean already yeah. so that's that's to me the more important part even if even if uh like you said it's not about the money or whatever it it is right. some level it's about the integrity of the shit and it's for sure. the person that blocked you the thing that i find interesting there uh and i realized this uh this weekend i was thinking about it because every once in a while on twitter i'll running as like a tweet and it's like you can't see it and you're like what the fuck happened there you click on it, it's like this person blocked you i'm like i've never talked to this person in my life <laughs> i don't with right. i don't even there. know this person and i and i i was i was uh thinking back to our show with mike kathleen i was like wait you know what this is a gift this now gives me the creative license to write the story of why they blocked me because they didn't tell me i don't know i there, there's it, i mean i could be you know my head normally goes well, i must have said or did something fucked up and I, I fucked this up somehow i don't even know this person and i fucking pissed them off and now i've turned it into a positive of being like oh they probably like pepsi more than coke and they just yeah. fucking like flip the fuck out because i know that coke is the better product or you know whatever some silly shit and then just move on that way yeah, then I used to do an impression of Mike Kaplan. It just made me think of you going, he was the black guy who tips. Now he's the blocked guy who tips. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mike is, Mike is, except Mike would have went on like six more minutes. Mike can, Mike got, Mike got. Oh, no, 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 no. He's, he's the comedy <laughs> equivalent of, you know, like nuanced bars. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nuanced bars, man. That yes. motherfucker makes me laugh so hard, but it's, it's, it's like, I, at, at some point your chest just gets tired because yeah, he is like said, my, it's like a, a machine mine, gun <laughs> mike kaplan once told me that like because i lost to him in the quarter the semifinals of a big competition at caroline's many mm. years ago that he went on to win mm. so i would always joke about how he beat me and he was like actually jl you beat me in a competition in boston <laughs> in 2006 yeah. and i was like oh shit i didn't realize that i'd done that <laughs> awesome and my friend who was who liked his stuff who had come to see shows he just referred to mike as the machine gun of comedy he is man and yes. it was just like bah, 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 and it was like at, after like 10 minutes it was like who it's like yeah <laughs> sometimes you feel like you want to be in that not marathon running pace right. but that kind of like I'm, I'm michael johnson running the 400 i'm yeah. just in like a a good speed yeah and he's got that like usain bolt like yes. all out it mike, like doesn't it's mike doesn't mike doesn't finish a bit mike relents you know what i mean <laughs> like, like like mike's like and hey, you can breathe again now now i'm done i'm done for a second go ahead and catch your breath but uh yeah he's so he's so fucking good yeah i know that joke but his brain is like a computer and he when he talks it's like that non-stop all this data he's yeah. just pumping yeah. all this data at you and you're like okay and okay. it's like it's like math and jazz at the same time because then he'll like pick up shit in the middle of his thing that becomes like and a that's new why thing i call it maz but not maz Gavroni, <laughs> who's also a comedian but not like me and i have a microphone you can call me mike but it's not spelled like mike it's spelled like m-y-q Q for question. Question. Why do you spell it M Y Q? Well, I just do that. <laughs> yeah. 
speaking of cute that's my cue to move on to the next topic yes <laughs> like he's so he's fucking he's great he's and great. he doesn't forget which is amazing he yeah. will like be talking be like put a pin in that go on 10 minutes and then go back you'd be like oh shit i forgot about that yeah i listened to him on chris lambert's podcast and it was fucking insane because it was two and a half hours and it would really be like <laughs> mike would be like all right so um yeah i'm gonna come back to that and then like he would talk like finish his 10 minute story and come back to that like whatever that was like i was like this motherfucker's a genius but uh enough about him he's not on the show today uh <laughs> speaking of geniuses jl you sent me a track man uh to play for everybody here exclusive to this audience black I guy with tips exclusive no yeah. shit no <laughs> shit <laughs> Call 704-557-018-666. Yeah! <laughs> uh, so we, uh, um, from Fireside Craps, The Deuce, okay? This is a, the sec, oh, also before I, can you talk about the concept of the actual album though? Cause, uh, people might not have heard sure, the first yeah. one. Yeah. Yes. So basically, um, the, the album pretty much starts in Charlotte's, you know, with Charlottesville. And it's the idea is that uh, Franklin Roosevelt used to have something called Fireside Chats, where he would speak to the nation once a week by radio. And what's funny is that Trump had talked about he wanted to do a radio show during this whole thing, and then he didn't want to interfere with Rush Limbaugh, so he didn't do it. But he um, – so basically the idea is instead of doing like a Wait, radio Wait, is that show, real? Is that – hold on, hold on. Is that real? That's real. That's real. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That wasn't a joke. That's real. Wow. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah. So he, um, so my idea with the first album, and it continues with this one, is instead of doing like, hey, this is the president's radio address to the nation, when he's taking a shit, he just gets on his phone and like records his thoughts. So like the end of each track is like a, fl- a flush of the toilet. And he basically just goes, it's, it's a kind of thing, it's supposed to be contemporaneous. So it tracks his presidency from like, you know, August 2017 up until March uh, mm. 2020. And each track is just reflecting his thoughts at the time, whether he's super happy. I think the one you have is about, like, the Mueller report coming out and him feeling exonerated. It's mm. very, like, festive kind of track. Um, but there's, like, really negative tracks. I won't say what track it is because this one made me laugh so hard, especially with what Aaron did. But there is a eulogy to Jeffrey Epstein, which I could not leak out as a a bonus track because I would have been like, that might be the best one on the whole album. That had me laughing like hysterically at my own shit, which I don't do. Right. Um, So like, but that's what, you know, you get that kind of up and down throughout there's there's guest appearances by melania and uh huckabee sarah huckabee sanders on the album so and i do brett kavanaugh on a track as well who i've done on the podcast before so it's um it's it's just it's it's a very funny album um and you know kind of like a a a weird history of of this presidency that you know at least it's somewhat honest if you get the jokes. <laughs> All right, let's get into this track real quick, guys. Here we go. In the words of one of the great partiers of all time, Rick James, it's a celebration, bitches. Spring is in the air and Robert Mueller's a bitch. <laughs> April 2019 might be the greatest fireside craps of all time. Robert Mueller went in front of Congress with his big bad report, doddering like an old man. 
But everybody was so scared of Robert. Oh, Robert Mueller. He's a very tough guy. Very FBI. He was in the Marines. He's a tough. Did you see this guy? Walked in there. Blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? You ain't shit. You ain't got shit. Bob Mueller. They call him Bob. I guess that's like De Niro. You know, they call Bob De Niro. Robert De Niro sucks. So does Robert Mueller. And they can play each other on Saturday Night Live. They can 69 for all I care. Pathetic old men, the both of them. No collusion. No obstruction. Robert Mueller, you did nothing. You have nothing. The Dems are sitting there like losers. They're all losers. They're pathetic losers. And they put their hopes in this old man. It was like in The Shining. Remember The Shining when the black takes the cross-country trip and he goes to save the little kid? And then he walks in the door and Jack Nicholson puts an axe through his chest? That's what Robert Mueller did. He's black from The Shining. That's what I'm going to call him. Black Mueller. Because all he did was take a lot of time, spend a lot of money, and he got a Trump axe right in his chest. So we're celebrating. Melania's out of town, so I think you know what that means in terms of celebration. Double the hookers for double the acquittal. No collusion hooker, no obstruction hooker. It is a great Rick James-themed party at the White House tonight. Muller and the Dems can eat it. This is one of the great shits of all time. I really feel good. I really feel all the badness is coming out of me. And I'm going to have one of these hookers take me to a bidet and clean me. No collusion. No obstruction. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like the music is what takes it to the next level. Right? The music. And, and that was... He, when Aaron did that, his, his company that he started, and the reason I've been very vocal and I'm going to give Aaron like a big yeah. kind of promotion when this album hits where it hits. Um, I've done my six stand-up albums solo, completely self-produced because the comedy industry is full of people who want to sort of take advantage of the desperate mid-level comedians. We're always striving to get to that next level. So if somebody offers to produce an album for you for for free and all they have to get is half the royalties on streaming for the rest of your you might go well they're a good album company and they you know they 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 do the production and they put it on iTunes with like a banner they have a deal with iTunes so it'll say oh new content from mm. and you get kind of in love with that because you want you need that opportunity you need that and anybody who's willing to offer that to you but they're really jacking so much money from you because mm-hmm. they know. And I, I could go on a whole. Right. That could be. A, I, I've done that. I've written and done entire podcasts on mine uh, about this. But they take way too much money because they know that people are desperate. And the truth is, in the, until this year, the last three years, the major the majority of my stand up comedy earnings have come from streaming royalties because I have both the artist rights and the owner's rights. Mm. So that money. These companies know that and they, they, they sucker you in because they know you want to get to a certain level and the, right. te- the der- terms of the deal are always disad- disadvantageous to the artist right. relative to what they should be. You know, these big labels, they give the Jim Gaffigans of the world like sweet deals because they want them as like the, you're our advertisement. Like yeah. we're not looking to make money off you. You're our billboard that says, look at what we've produced. And then they go to artists like me, some people with some skills, smaller fan bases, but they gather up like 80, 100 albums a year, and they're taking 
10,000 bucks each year from a hundred different people that need that money. Like if you're an artist who's making 30 grand a year from your art, you could sure use 40 grand instead of 30 grand. And it's not even, it's not even like they're then investing in you in a way that you wouldn't in yourself. Right. So it's not like, well, yeah, sure. We're, we're going to, you know, take half of your royalties or whatever, but it's okay we're also gonna put out a whole lot of advertisements we're gonna like get you uh on different radio shows and stuff for where you're doing all this promotion that you wouldn't have gotten on so maybe we have a right. connection with uh so-and-so and we're gonna send you on you know you're, you're gonna be on mark Maris podcast promoting this out they don't even uh, do that it's you, just you get it's the just, bare minimum yeah and then they was like well you do the rest of the work it's basically yeah. like we're uploading your content and then taking half of your money thanks for the hard work right right and because I was, you know, I'm fortunate to have had enough money from like a day job where I could, sh- I could put out 2000 bucks for, right. for, a, you know, four of my six stand up albums, I had to rent a club or a space to mm. do it. So I'm shelling out money that I don't even know if it's coming back. Right. And so my point is I trusted in myself and I think it was the right decision, obviously. But I think with Aaron, he's a guy who's sort of the ver- the me on the production side. Mm. He's a guy who worked at Sirius for a long time and then wanted to do his own thing, understood the business, thought he could make his own way. He gives more favorable terms than, and he has some connections in terms of radio and things. Right. And the album, the first album was kind of easy. This one, he earned, like he's earned every bit of what he's taken because he really, he did, first of all, he did things that I can't do. This right. isn't just a recording a stand-up set this is like he actually the music choices he made for this that was like a production choice like he said right. i'm thinking he checked with me and said i'm thinking i want to do like music on each track to kind of give it a different energy and so that's not just some spoken word humor album but that there's like a new element to it yeah and i said okay let's try it and then i listened to his work and i was like thank you thank and i'm glad right. i put some trust in you because obviously I'm very used to doing it all on my own mm-hmm. and I put some trust in you because I think you're somebody of good character and good work ethic and it and it it made it so much and better. And just like just um, hearing that track by itself um you can already hear the difference you know from mm-hmm. the, between the first album and this one. Right. Right. Um even like with the music and stuff cuz it does add like a different level to it, you know. Um and I think also it's really dope as a creative when you can find somebody that can vibe that can kind of hit your wavelength but and enhance what you do already because that's really all people are asking for it's like there's a lot of competition of ideas and you can there's sometimes you can get better through competition of ideas but it creates like an adversarial thing where it's like uh i think you should do this but then there's like the person that's you know to use an apt analogy the stocked into the malone you know the one who's the one who's like i'm not gonna try to make the show all about me but I'll set an incredibly hard, dirty pick on your uh, defender so you yeah. can get this jumper. Uh, yeah. And um, speaking of that, that's going to be one of the first. I'm actually the other thing. Now, this is going to be something free, so I'm, I don't feel like I'm shamelessly promoting. But next week, I'm recording in my apartment. We've already set up like I posted a picture of Twitter, but like we've turned my apartment into like a quasi comedy club, like the living room. So I'm going to oh. film. Uh, my birthday was Friday, yeah. so I turned happy, 41 during. Uh, happy birthday, belated yes. birthday. Oh, thank you. I, I turned 41 during this, and I also got famous during this. Right. And I have, like, I have a 45-minute set legit ready to go, and I've been doing Zoom shows. People have been hiring me for Zoom shows, so I've been actually able to workshop some of this 
COVID material. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have a Covan 41 is going to mm-hmm. be the name of the special. And it's, it's going to be, it's going to be kind of a reward. I'll be like, thank you everybody for following. Now here's like my new hour. I'm not putting out as an album or anything. Right. It's just, here you go. Oh, that's um, dope. So That'll be fun. Yeah, no, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be really funny. Like it's some of the old bits, but the Carl Malone, John Stockton thing is, is related to my parents where I'm like, because Rudy Gobert sort of started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. At least he made it even bigger. He basically helped shut down sports. Yeah, so you're welcome. Like, oh, that's the jazz. That's that was that was the alley oop. That was the alley oop to you. That was like it was <laughs> a reward. It was like, a, it was like thank you for supporting the jazz all these years. <laughs> it's time we paid it forward. No sports. No. Do your thing, JL. You know what would really help JL um, if people couldn't go anywhere and they needed some release from Trump. This yeah. is this is the exact thing <laughs> that we need right now. We need to laugh through this shit at Trump's come, expense come on. and uh, not watch the mm-hmm. NBA. He looked at JL yeah, it, and said, "You got the apple so juice." Crazy, <laughs> This whole thing is just nuts because I think had this not happened, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but I feel like had this not happened, I just would have been like, oh, I put out some videos that like did okay. But it's like, I don't know. This is, this is all weird, but the, but the fireside craps and somebody thank you posted it in the chat. But yeah, it's, it's available for pre-sale now on iTunes. So obviously it'll be in the show notes iTunes as well. User. Just want to let, it'll be oh, in the show yeah. notes as yeah. well. But go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you. So no, no. So it's, um, like I said, I already gave my pitch. It will be also on first. It'll be of Pandora, Apple Music, and Amazon. We didn't put it on Spotify because they don't pay anything. Mm. Um, and we didn't put it on Tidal. Google Play because they put it up for free. Oh, I don't. I don't think he put it on Title. Yeah, so they probably um, say probably don't pay or something. I know they pay more than Spotify, but put, no, no, no. They they definitely pay. I guess it didn't come up. I didn't. Okay. He went through a list, but he didn't. Um, he definitely we definitely all i remember is we excluded spotify because right. they pay terribly like that's what i we heard went the taylor swift route <laughs> yeah tay tay out here trying to get these <laughs> artists paid i feel you sis okay they slept on you. i do i will say this i know that she's a very divisive topic on this show but not to me from an right no i know that <laughs> but from, a, from an artist perspective She's in a weird way. What I, if I, if I got big, never as big as her, but if I even became like headline, people know me like right. big comedian. That's, that's sort of what I would want to do with my power. Cause I keep thinking there's a chance now that I become a headliner from this, that people mm-hmm. start to see my stand up. That's, that's the trick now is like I'm trying to gear people towards other. That's why I want to put out this special that will have the only Trump will be Trump doing like the voiceover to introduce me for right. the special and i want to see if i can get a lot of people to sort of oh i have your attention now check out 45 minutes of non-trump stand-up if you like that then great now i have a new fan for exactly. my broader platform but i thought to myself like if i go start headlining clubs i'm not going to ruffle feathers my first go around right but i'm gonna have to tell clubs i don't i'm not bringing a feature right because i don't want to shut new people off from opportunities right. the way I was. Um, like, if I'm doing theaters, I'm bringing my own person. If I'm recording an album, I bring, you know, Chris Lambert right. because, like, well, this is my show. This is, like, my individually produced show. But, right. like, I'm the type of person I've been bitching about this for years. I'm I'm keeping it open. I want to feature people to have those slots open so they can get better. Right. But I would be like, you got to give my feature a hotel. Right. And you got to give him 150, him or her, him or her. Okay. Or them. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll see you, King. 
a <laughs> hundred and fifty a show. Right now, if that has to come out of my check, so be it. But that's if I ever get the power to pull that off, then I can start to spread that message. Like, hey, this right. is what I'm doing. Come to death row. Right. No, this is what <laughs> I'm doing. Get over. Here. Let's try to change this business to help people. I'm not right. talking about you need to do. Uh, I need you to change your whole structure, but it's like raise the price of French fries one dollar, and you've right. got your extra fifty a show for right. middle acts. Give them a hotel so that somebody from Denver can work in Philly and not be like not be doing it pro bono, right. just in the hopes that they can become really good. Right. Um, so you know, I and hope that's, to be. That's what also, I'm saying is, I hope to be the Taylor Swift of comedy. First of all, bravo. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. Taylor Tay Tay has done a lot for people that people don't Come recognize. Come on, people are benefiting from the shit she did and don't even know that she was the one that that allowed them to make that money. Mm-hmm. She also is an advocate and supports a lot of people, but you know, she doesn't say that all day. So I guess people don't, you know, they want to slip sleep uh, sleep on it. But um, the other thing too that's interesting is like, um, I wonder how this shutdown will affect the comedy clubs when it comes back because you know depending on what they're you know how they make their money if there's uh, still a lane for that if people feel comfortable being in a room with everyone projectile putting molecules into the air and all that stuff it might change the game in a way where um where they'll either use it to justify being even shittier to comics or they can have an opportunity to be like let's reframe this thing from the ground up because you know it's almost like i need hazard pay if i'm gonna walk in this fucking room and everyone's just shooting germs at me on the stage so it'll be interesting to see which way that the industry takes that oh oh, wait i I forgot one more thing i I forgot one more thing or comedians have found a way to monetize this shit at home now right and going around the club and you know it's not the same but if i'm finding money that you wouldn't pay me from doing this shit in my living room there's a chance i don't want to go back like maybe that maybe this will be a thing that helps people kind of find some value in themselves yeah and the clubs will actually have to coerce people to come yeah that's what i'm saying like because if i've if, if i've been able to do zoom shows and get and get paid the same or more than what i was getting before then why the fuck would i give you any of that like i can do that shit in my house you know and audiences are finding a if audiences are finding that shit funny if they're like hey i'm gonna go to this zoom show and watch this comedian from the comfort of my own house there's not there's a chance that those people still want to see that even when we're going back outside maybe not the same amount of people but there's a chance it's like oh i found a new thing you know what i'm saying people find podcasts people find youtube people find a netflix show or something during the quarantine that they go oh well that i'm gonna keep so we don't we actually don't know what people are going to take out of this yeah it's um i will say somebody asked in the chat if you can hear people laugh during a, a zoom show and they can set it so that people can be like unmuted or whatever so mm-hmm. that you can hear like response. I've done both. I've done shows with people unmuted and muted and it's, it's obviously a little weirder with yeah. the muting, but you get used to it, you know, because, and you know, it's been good training for this podcasting yes. honestly, because mm-hmm. you're trying to tell stories, be fun, sometimes be funny and you're just especially when I do like righteous prick, it's me and my computer. And I'm going, I think this is good or interesting or funny. And people go, Oh, I was laughing so much of that. So it's without podcasting. I feel like that would be much weirder. Yeah. At least I'm used to like talking into a computer with no one 
and it and also like it gives you that kind of confidence right because you you know what works for you from the feedback you've gotten from your audience over the past however many years so you're like you're like the okay when i do this impression people fucking love this now it's not the immediate feedback of a crowd but you know if you get that reply you get that email you get that direct message or man you fucking oh that's so so now you have that confidence that you built up over time talking into nothing right knowing that the shit is yep. funny and that makes all the fucking difference i'm it, i'm sure there's a lot of comedians struggling right now because this you know they're on ground they're on the, the ground zero they're right i hope this shit is funny i've never this is not a muscle i've worked on this is not right. a skill i have um you come know. at me Chappelle and seinfeld yeah <laughs> come on baby bring it <laughs> yeah i agree that it, it is a muscle and uh uh comedians that have done podcasts particularly for a very long time like you said they've worked that muscle it's almost like they have an advantage like they're yeah. in the ag class and everybody else is like in the one-on-ones and trying to figure it out it's like y'all have already been through the learning curve and they're trying it out and they have a built-in digital audience correct like i'm already downloading you every week uh what's one more click right. they'll be like oh yeah let me check out this youtube man let me do that um and then of course the viral video i mean this is like hitting on all cylinders for you right now someone did ask a couple of questions in the chat for you though well, number one what place should people buy it so that you make the most money oh well thank you um basically i think itunes if you're buying it's, it's going to be available for purchase like itunes and amazon and i think itunes pays a little bit better per album so itunes is is the best place um the more pre-orders the better because that'll lock us in as like a number one debut and then we're hoping to have like you know like a week-long stretch right. where we until mike kaplan comes with his machine gun on may 8th JL was number one, and he's six seven. I've bumped him down to seventh because with my sixth album, I am now number one. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's it. But yeah, iTunes is the best place, I guess. They also uh, said one thing. I was going to. Oh, sorry. Well, they also had one more question. What way yeah. of purchasing helps your stats the most? Um. Wow. Very nice questions. Thank you for the support of. As as I've said many times, amazing fan base, but. uh I guess iTunes works, you know, they all like, um, and if you're a streamer, if you are a, a person who streams, like I get it, you've pay a subscription. Um, uh, obviously I'd appreciate if you're on some platform and you could buy it on another platform, but if you're, if you're, if you're, if money's tight or you already have a subscription and that's what you want to use, I will say Pandora is the best, is I think probably the best paying streaming service. Mm. Uh, but obviously everything counts. Like, it all counts. So I don't want to like force anybody, but if you have an option, right. a choice, a little bit of money, obviously a purchase and well, they, iTunes they, would be the place. I it's okay, JL. The they did ask. They asked. So you're not, you're not grifted. You know what I mean? They, right, they right, want right, to know right. how to help. This was not a, you know, for those who, who can't or, you know, have to stream it or whatever. That's cool. But yeah, this person wants to know if they have options, how to, what's the best way. Um, the other thing too, um, I do this all the time. I'll listen to someone's album and stream it and then just go buy it on itunes because mm-hmm. i'm like once i've streamed it if it's especially if it's really good i'm like well shit man you should get something from this other than just my streams if i can afford it or whatever uh the last one we did that with was uh mike b oh mike b promote mike b we uh checked out that we was it was like it was so funny i was like even though i've heard the album and i can hear it anytime i want i'm still would rather him have the money 
mm-hmm. you know it's just one purchase but shit who knows man these days like one purchase goes a long way so everybody you know because people don't come off of money as much as they used to to buy shit so you know you can see people go up to number one in the comedy charts number this and and you think in your mind like that motherfucker must have had a million thousand people about it it's like no you don't need as many people anymore partially because no, people are so entitled they don't like paying for something now is almost like a a badge of support for a person more so than just a badge of entertainment because we're so used to getting everything either really like cheap or free right you know yeah and that's that's what's i get that's what i guess is nice right now where i'm at is that people see that this is the moment and i had i had a guy a friend of mine uh you know work friend but we get along we text and stuff who said to me um he felt like i was doing too much promotion now Mm. and you know and most of the things i'm promoting are free you know what i mean it's like listen to my podcast it's like buy the albums but then check the videos out listen to all that's free so i'm not i don't feel like i'm digging into people's pockets too much right um but it was like I, I realized it was one of those things where he was saying this to me. I just ignored the text because I felt like I might have like ended a friendship if I had responded in the moment. Because oh yeah, after sixteen years of feeling like a volunteer <laughs> yeah. in stand-up comedy, I'm like, this is stuff that I've already put out, and now I have the audience that I kind of always felt I would either get or deserved if, right. I, if I can use that word. Like I felt like I've been here for a while, and now I'm getting the amount of people following me that I think I've earned. And now I want to make sure though, that they see here and if they're willing to support the other things I've put out. And I just thought it was funny. I was like, you know, other than weird racist comments that I've gotten from Trump supporters, it's like, that bothered me because I was just like, I don't think you get it. Like, I know maybe you liked me when I was just Mr. Struggling. Yeah. Hey, man, my career sucks, but here I am being funny. Let's I'm keeping it real. And I'm right. like, I'm still keeping it real. I'm just like, now that you're a new fan, can you go check out the the seven years, uh, the ten years of production? I think you should have. Because- I think you should have replied back uh, with a link to the album. Like, go buy my album. Yeah, because that's yeah. A, it's such a because one is such a bullshit point. Because like one, this is you got to strike when the iron's hot, right? Promotion, right. promotion at this point is because you have something to promote. This isn't even like you be like this isn't even just you being like uh let me promote venmo me people have asked me if they can venmo me for support i'm like i've told like 15 people who've messaged me like hey do you have a paypal or a venmo i can hook you up with and i'm like here's what you do you want to give me 50 bucks go buy five albums right i get money if you don't listen to them it's a donation if you exactly. listen to them and you like some of them it's a win-win for everybody and like so this i'm not in this for like Right. Hey, hook me up with some cash. You know, if you right. guys want to tip me, like, no, I don't. I didn't become a comedian right. to work for tips. But I you're also, but you're also earning. Spend. You're earning your money, man. And it's not just that, yeah. but like, promotion is part of the thing. What will happen is if you had management, if you had a company, they just be doing the shit for you. It's not like, yes. like, so, so to me, you know, that's like coming at Dele- uh, David for like damn you really gonna throw that stone at goliath like yes motherfucker this is what i have like that's the point i can't not uh this is not the time for me to be passive or be like too cool to do the fucking job this is also the job you know what i mean i think also a lot of comedians and people in general it's creatives in general but let's go with comedy a lot of comedians have done this thing where they're like too cool to do the fucking job and it's like who do you think you are you're not special everybody who's come in this thing has had to do this this job like 
you like it sucks you know uh i'll give you a great example monty jones brought it up he was talking about i think matt patricia the coach mm-hmm. for the detroit lions and yeah, Detroit, yeah. and he used to be a belichick guy and he dresses like he's bill fucking belichick right sweats and shit yeah. and he has like a list of stuff for like players to look professional and he went on a rant about how the media should look like professional and shit and bo was like who the fuck are you you're no one right now you know and right. you also should dress up and i'll you know not dress up out of some respectability shit but on some you you have to show that there's a buy-in to a certain extent on your success like i want to be successful i want to do this and for comedians uh part of that is promotion right part of that is hey i gotta get the word out here i gotta you know I'm, uh if i can buy an advertisement on some platform that's a small investment in myself if i can go on a podcast that's a small investment in myself this is only right. you feeding you so to knock that is like trying to knock the fucking plate out of your hand or what like you really gonna eat your own food yes bitch this is what the fuck is happening when it's not catered and that's and that's what bothered me about it only because it was like and this like i said he's a friend and he's just he's not a comedian so it's well like he's not my friend fuck that nigga okay come <laughs> come see me the black guy tips in these street no nah, i'm just kidding nah, I'm, you're, you're but, he, love, um, love but it was one of those things where i was like so if i get now now making podcasts great again and i wanted to take a screenshot because you you're always number one in comedy but now making podcasts great again has been number four for the last like three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I, I like seeing that. I'm like, oh, my oh look, there it is. The, the mentor, the, the, the teacher and the student <laughs> are on the top row of the, of the podcast chart. But he, uh, but I said, we're, we're getting a couple, we might have a couple of advertisers for the show now. Now we've reached like a Yay! certain level of listeners. And to me, I go, what's worse? What's more of a sellout move? If we're talking right. sellout move, me saying, Hey, if you have a couple bucks, check out our Patreon. Right. And also check out my other podcast, which is free. Right. Or, hey guys, buy some mattresses from this mattress <laughs> right. company. Use our code, promo code, yeah. JL's a fucking tall, goofy motherfucker.com. <laughs> and like, what's more of it? If we're talking like, right. Too much commercialization. Isn't that more? Isn't that worse? But, like, it's, but it's also out of our podcast to talk up ads. Oh, I'm sorry, Carrie, you go ahead. My bad. Oh, no problem. And yeah. something I wanted to add, JL, and people kill me with the promotion thing. They only tell that to individual people or people that they're thinking not big. I don't ever hear nobody saying, I'm tired of these fucking McDonald's commercials. I'm right. tired of Taco Bell <laughs> commercials. Another goddamn Coca-Cola commercial. You never ever hear that conan o'brien is doing too much promotion you 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 never hear it from big companies because just do the show stop putting up ads conan (laughs) yeah people will watch or they won't watch this is enough like also like if you if that's not good enough for a billionaire company or a fucking millionaire comedian like if like if even that person's like nah you gotta kind of put out ads for this shit even with me being chris rock then you can't be like i'm jl covan fuck chris rock i'm smarter than him watch watch how i do this with no promotion right and and and, and it doesn't work like right. that and also the thing is a lot of people I, I feel like when people say i'm tired of you promoting all they're saying is that i don't have anything in my life to promote i might, I might this might be me just mm. self-reflecting because a lot of times 
when you start unless you have a built-in audience nobody knows who the fuck you are right, so unless right. you get your own bullhorn and say i'm over here come look at me i'm over here come look at me nobody's gonna look in your direction how it's, it's like how do you expect me to make money make a living make advertising make this thing bigger without self-promotion and the thing is a lot of people are afraid to self-promote it's people mm-hmm. out there today hear my voice they got all these great ideas go i'm i'm afraid to self-promote well do you like money or not like yeah. i hate to be like that do you like uh uh people um giving you things and 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 talking about it and pushing it out into the uh, social media platform do you like things being by word of mouth the only way it spreads is by people knowing and people don't know unless you self-promote yeah and that's i think that's particularly not trying to be funny and i have to get off top particularly with like brown and black and marginalized people we are some of the worst people with self-promotion we have because we've been taught you don't toot your own horns you don't brag you don't Mm -hmm. tell about how good you are you don't talk about your talents you know because jail you're very very good at what you do so i see nothing wrong with you saying bitch i'm good at this acknowledge me look my way and pay me for what i'm worth and also like even if you did get to the point where you were (laughs) reading ads on your show there's nothing wrong with that either like that's not of course yeah that's also not a self just just in case people out there you know listening or whatever you know because because like these motherfuckers listen let me tell you who don't never have a problem with this shit y'all white people right these motherfuckers be making money and they can be mediocre okay like you listen to like a white person podcast they will slip and slide right into that same ad that you didn't get like that so easily like and it's and they're getting money and i'm not knocking them for it no i'm saying the last hold up i'm gonna have like you'll never see me be like yeah we just didn't want to do no ad reads because you know we we didn't want to sound like that type no nigga i do want to sound like that i want to sound paid right because (laughs) and the thing is shit costs money and when people consume they never think about costs yes something might be free to you but to put it out so you can hear it on whatever platform or device you are somebody had to invest some money somewhere it literally is not free and when we like like we could like jl said we can be number one on podomatic all the fucking time but most of the ads that we've ever gotten have been people that like came to us to be like oh just i heard of your show or whatever or you know we're interested in running this thing that we don't really get in that machine you know that right. that white machine that kind of monetizes shit already right so you know maybe that's one of the reasons it's hitting us this way but if it wasn't for self-promotion what fucking promotion would we have that, you know that, so that's my i would thing. never i would never want to see anyone knock somebody for quote unquote promoting too much because there is no such thing as as too much right and and i'm sorry jail to go off on a tangent but but that thing hit me oh. wrong because you know uh uh because well, it hit i me know wrong as well right <laughs> I, just, I just held my tongue because i didn't want to end like i could have said things that would have been like you know what lose my number right fuck you go oh a ps go buy all my albums right yeah promote this yeah. <laughs> i didn't mean to get mad on your behalf but i know but what no, we no, do it's... if it was not for self-promotion what we have we would not have right and he's he's a friend who is who has been for a few years saying man you should really be doing more you should be bigger than you are you're very talented so that's all nice right but it like switched very quickly to like hey man that's too much promotion i was like this is the first time i had 4200 twitter followers a month ago right i have 82000 right now i don't want to be the guy i'm happy with trump like right. uh, correction 
having the Trump impression. Right. I'm right. happy to have that and ha- have that draw people in. Right. But as I've said to m- many people, and people don't believe me because they, they project their own sort of things on, but I'm the guy who doesn't shop at Amazon, doesn't do Facebook. Right. That has hurt my career. Right. But I, I felt personally like I didn't want to be on Facebook anymore. I'm not doing Trump if he wins re-election. Like, right. that shit ends with the second term. Like, if he gets a second term, I will do some rap shit at the end of the year. Right. Make some more jokes, make a little bit more money. And then I'm like, I'm out because it's not funny. It's – we still have this – Trump to me is dark humor right now because right. there's an escape hatch in November. We can get out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and God damn it, Joe Biden. I don't know if we're going to get to this, but please, if it's not Stacey Abrams, please make it Kamala Harris. Yeah. Like, do so, not. Come on. I, don't I, go I, with I like Klobuchar. Klobuchar. You can't go with Klobuchar, I like Klobuchar on this. Klobuchar, but you can't. You, you can't. can't do it. Not even that woman Just from Michigan, like uh, as Trump called her, the woman from Michigan. Not even her. Like you can't. No, it has to be a black <laughs> woman i I will take val dennings i will take like you can still sell val dennings but if this motherfucker but see i don't i'm not as worried about that as other people because i think uh this is that thing that they did to hillary and they do it to obama every once in a while where they just completely baselessly speculate like uh to rile everyone up to be like you know barack obama uh said that he secretly may possibly have there's a rumor we we don't know for sure that he actually hates joe biden and it's like well now everyone's gonna go off like he said it but we have zero proof he said it you know hillary clinton said she may join the race i'm like there's no fucking proof of this she as much as she talks because she has let us know every day she's woke up and sent at least one tweet to let us know like i was right you motherfuckers she would have said like ah! i think i can beat all these people i'm gonna r- join the race so like but they do it to rile us up so we'll be like that so i'm hopeful right. that some of these reports are because i've i've seen stuff that looked almost inflammatory jl like news news reports were like three pictures and it would be like klobuchar warren and some white lady you've never heard of so like no mention of Stacey abrams no mention of uh kamala harris no mention of val dennings it's like you made that to piss us off right right um that was a side that's obviously a tangent but i am i I, i'm a huge stacy abrams proponent because after i read that book that i talked about with randolph on on woke files um one person no vote if i can recommend i don't know if you've read it but uh highly recommend Mm -hmm. um it just made me realize that this voter suppression shit is like other than other than climate change right for me voter suppression and election rights is Number like one. right up there because yeah. it's if our elections are open democrats win like every that's, time that's the be- the ball game is it's already the the team is stacked in favor of republicans losing so we just need the rules to ref- to be fair and then it's over so the fact that she's so focused on that but that's that was a side tangent my whole point was about promotion um I'm trying to get people to look at my other stuff. It's not just about right. money. It is a, it's a little bit about money, but it's also, hey, in February 2021, when I have 100,000 followers and a successful podcast or whatever and a lot of YouTube subscribers, do enough of them know my stand-up? Do enough of them know that I am do other impressions and have six stand-up albums and can headline with ease and can be their new favorite comedian because Trump hopefully is done, but I'm done with Trump. Right. Like at the end of this year, because like I said, 
There is no end, like there is no um, light at the end of the tunnel if he right. gets reelected. Exactly. Then we're looking at Don Jr. or Ivanka running. Right. We're looking at environmental destruction, mm-hmm. more voter suppression, more anti-LGBTQ judges, and mm-hmm. it's it's like unreal. Like he, we are going to have a Supreme Court that right. will likely have five Trump judges, not Republican judges. You're going to have. Five Trump because I hate to say it, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I don't think she's going to serve till she's a hundred. Clarence Thomas right. will resign next term if Trump gets reelected. So now you're already at four Trump judges. That means the farthest of the far right is probably going to try and appoint like a forty-two year old Nazi to the fucking Supreme Court. So it's not funny anymore. So I need people to sort of enjoy the humor while it while it's here. And steer enough of them into other podcasts, my stand-up, because it's just as good. And that's why I'm doing – that's the bigger reason for the promotion. Because let me tell you, if I was headlining clubs, making five grand a week, headlining as an event, I'm not that concerned about whether Righteous Prick has ads. Right. I'm not as concerned if everybody's <laughs> subscribing to me on YouTube. Right. But that's what I have now. I don't have that tour date. Uh, mm-hmm. money coming in and i may not have it for a long time if and you're ever, not and you're not gonna can... get it without promotion anyway so like right. even exactly. bringing it full circle to even get to the point where you could be like you know what no ads on this show ever you gotta be making money from somewhere you know like it just yeah. anyway but so also it could just be him not understanding the business who, who fucking knows never know what these motherfuckers um yeah. all right guys let's get into some news all right that was a long intro fireside crops to the deuce available for pre-order on itunes available streaming everywhere so spotify possibly not title uh we'll check on that um but yeah uh so make sure you guys get that man big week uh pre-order if you can mm-hmm. it's always dope when you see people take that screenshot of that you know hey my album's number one you know it that, is. it's always like a dope moment for everybody so i, I, this, I hope this is this is the one where since i've already had two albums and the funny thing is our side craps one spent like the last week in the top five and it would have won like two weeks ago so it's it's had this huge second life that was much bigger than the first but but like i said the new album the ambitious goal is is billboard like top top of billboard comedy charts which is much more ambitious but i think possible so all the purchases help for that so thank you in advance all right let's get to the news y'all um first of all um breaking news kim jong il is alive kim jong the little kim he's alive it was his uh his dad i think okay yeah he's alive uh supposedly he's alive and well according to south korean official foreign policy i don't know what to believe well this is why i read the news over here um <laughs> i farm... hear them but uh... all right well you know what fuck it guys delete no, this article go, go ahead, doesn't matter hey, believe what you want to believe it matters it matters we, we pick our own facts here at the blackout tips and we are uh, i just try to be controversial <laughs> officially one american Spice news it up for you. one american news over here guys we just uh we're freestyling it today um foreign policy advisor uh chong in moon said south korea's government position is firmly that he is that the that spot is not dead the a said kim had been living in the wonsan area of the country since april 13th adding to fox no suspicious movements have so far been detected kim has not been seen publicly since april 11th when he led a meeting of the ruling workers party committee of policymakers according to north korea state media North Korea has never announced who was to see Kim in the event of his death. Analysts believe his sister, Kim Yo Jong, would likely take over until his children grow up. 
um so yeah right now they're saying they don't they don't think he's dead but yeah there's a lot of mixed information coming out yeah because i guess there's nobody seen him they like but we hadn't seen him what's happening here is he sick like what is happening yeah people have said he's a, a japanese media outlet claimed he was in a vegetative state after he underwent heart surgery earlier this month um uh yeah vice director of hong kong satellite television uh shijian zingzo has claimed a very solid source told her kim is dead so there's a lot of floating information tim z was out here like he dead and i was like tim z got a pretty good track record these last 10 years so um so i just feel bad for dennis rodman you know oh he going through dennis rodman <laughs> kim jong il is a great man he's a great man you don't understand you don't understand this man loves basketball he loves and you it sold him you sold him <laughs> Try not to laugh over you, my bad. He's a living. That's the only nigga in the world that's gonna feel bad about this. I saw people. Oh. It was a Kim Jong Il party uh on Twitter. People was already getting it off. Like, yes, he's going to hell. Like, cause I was like, poor Dennis Rodman. He ain't gonna have nobody to console with. Listen to me. Listen to me. I know this man. This man is a great man. He loves basketball. Loves basketball. Like oh my goodness! It's like, is it true that his, uh, according to his stats, is it true that he averaged ninety-seven points a game in the uh, North Korea football basketball league? Dennis, like, <laughs> listen, I don't want to talk about that. That's a great man with a great jump shot. Uh, what about the rumors that he killed all of his generals uh, by cannonball uh, just last week? Listen, listen. Sometimes, okay, I'm Dennis Rodman, and sometimes a great man do tough things, okay? Okay? And like Michael Jordan, he had a killer instinct. <laughs> yeah i we, you know dennis Rodman almost got a uh, peace between us and them just uh off of the strength of his relationships with trump and kim jong-un man so you know this is gonna put back a lot of work because i don't know if he was ever working with the sister i used to have like normal dennis rodman like and i, I forgot already what it was but it was kind of like this is talking about i'm dennis rodman and that's yeah but then he went to north korea <laughs> and turned into professional wrestler that day you know, that I, man has love that man loves his country he loves it you know take any of these questions i don't have any of these questions he if loves you, his if, people he if, loves his people if you guys ever get a chance go on <laughs> go on youtube there's a dennis Rodman interview where he had that basketball team of all those washed up has-beens <laughs> that came to <laughs> korea with him to play and um they have no idea that he's about to go on the Kim Jong Il, uh, Kim Jong Un, like, this is the best motherfucker of all time. I love him. They don't know that he's about to do that. They're just there for basketball. And so yeah. when Dennis takes it political and starts crying and shit, you can just see like Charles Smith's face like glaze over into like, this was a horrible decision. <laughs> Who Charles decided Smith, this? What's funny is that like, he was always known for that 
he was like a solid player. Yeah. But he had that like time he got blocked like four times by the Bulls where yep. like if he had been able to go up strong and finish, they win the game. Yep. The North Korea footage was worse. Like, yes. that's actually worse. <laughs> a worse legacy now. <laughs> I love this man. I love this man. <laughs> they like, and then they like, you know, at, try to ask the other people questions and shit. Like, so what are you thinking going to North Korea to play basketball? Charles Smith is just like, I just, uh, thought that, uh, that, you know, there was a lot of people, you know, that wanted to see basketball. And, and it's like, <laughs> the tennis is over there, like, 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 we're trying to bring everyone together. It's like, damn, Charles, like, you, you can't talk your way out of it. You really gotta blink for the next five minutes until you can get to commercial and hope they don't come back to you. Blink SOS. So good. Uh, you guys check it Donald out. Trump, Donald Trump, and Kim Jong Il. Great people. I love these men. They love their country. Ray for Austin's just sitting there in the corner like fuck. Uh <laughs> so um Jesse Smollett's lawsuit for malicious prosecution against Chicago PD has been thrown out by a federal judge, y'all. Good. Don't waste taxpayers' money and time. It's the more important thing. People are dying from COVID nineteen. Don't nobody care. This is a thing now where I feel like both parties should stop being petty. It's like the thing where it's gone on so long where maybe you were interested in these two people fighting and then it, at some point it becomes like who the fuck cares about this guys much more important news is happening but i'm sure it's very important to both parties uh chicago police because he wasted their time and you know framed already guilty racist uh police precinct uh with fake guilty racist bullshit um and then also like for him or whatever there's like they're they're still going after him but for him he's like i'm gonna still try to sue y'all because y'all didn't do it right it's like dog let it go everyone's over it everyone's moved on so i it would be funny if uh both if both parties could just like have a mutual like COVID 19 truce you know what i mean like listen guys maybe when we can come back outside we can resume our beef but for now we just need to let it go because I, I don't know who's still invested in this uh, other than the both of them you know yeah. all right uh coronavirus news guys there's some um, um oh shit we got some music oh shit i didn't pull up the coronavirus oh, music if i may mm-hmm. as a fan uh that rap you played the first rap you played was really good mm-hmm. like it was fun it was funny but it was also good. I mm-hmm. forget. I forget what the name of it was, but it was like probably a week ago or so. Yeah, yeah. I got. Was, I, 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 I saved all of them that we played already. <laughs> um, I just uh-huh. wanted to see like what kind of grifting. Yeah, we just going through the what's list. going on <laughs> out here with people who just like said, because like think about how cynical and fucked up you have to be. Coronavirus is out here killing people, and somebody was like, "Dog, people are gonna be putting coronavirus into Spotify." and they're gonna be searching for shit so i'm gonna take my shitty rap or my you know what i mean like i'm gonna take whatever i can to get the fucking like coronavirus boost you know what I mean? like it's not like, it's, like i have to hear them all now you yeah, know what we, i mean we like have a coronavirus uh list after a while we just say yeah, my favorite the ones at the top were really good like mm-hmm. i'm not knocking those mm-hmm. like that the, that one rap was was amazing the dude was like i'm not trying to get the coronavirus like the dude he was amazing gmat cash but like some of these people are so fucking it's so messed up what they're doing but i have to hear them let's see so here's one um 
charlatan 69 and l Sinvergu? i don't i don't know how you pronounce this guy's name this this is their coronavirus song mira mira maldito chino chapaya maldito chino i listen to the language el coronavirus el coronavirus el coronavirus cuidado que viene el chino el coronavirus el coronavirus el coronavirus cuidado que viene el chino one ding dong one ding one ding dong one ding dong one ding one ding dong is this even another language? Yo no compro You know what? I'll, I'll take it back. I like it after a while. It's not as good as that rap. He but. sounds. He sounds like he's on like. First, he sounded like somebody who might be hearing impaired, but then later, he sounds like a guy who's on one of those like voice changers, like yeah, to hide your identity. Yeah, I, and then at one point, I don't think that I don't think that was any language. Like there's like some of it that like some of it's clearly Spanish. But yeah, because I was picking up bits and pieces. Yes, that was parts where he was just like, <laughs> like he, he was he was Adam Sandler playing basketball. <laughs> all right, I don't think that's a word. Um, all right, so here's the coronavirus. <laughs> this is such an inside joke, but uh, I was uh, on Twitter and like one of those accounts like Ball is Life or Hoop whatever they put up a video of adam sandler like playing pickup basketball and he's pretty he's really good like i've seen it before but this one they had even more highlights and i just like at first i was just like man that like i, I want to play ball with adam sandler like that would be cool but then also i was thinking like it would not be funny to be the dude that he gave buckets to because everybody would just be talking straight shit to you like how you gonna let adam sandler score on you like oh you gonna let water boy give you bu- give you buckets like oh. that you know like bobby boucher over here crossing your ass up that's why we bobby losing boucher. you know and so I, uh, immediately the the humor part of it left because i was just like yeah that's actually a nightmare to be guarding yeah. this motherfucker he's killing you with my friends nah you'll never live it down but then um uh jl brought up this idea of being like he's like i we should i should lose weight and then do a sketch uh as adam sandler the uh the, the like the movie where like a, his version of big like tall or whatever i want to be like i want to be six seven i want to play in the nba and then he goes to a park where he's been getting like picked on and dunked on and then shows up me like six yeah. seven two forty five yeah. like now you're all in big trouble yeah. <laughs> and that was slam dunk on you <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. I, I could not stop Aww. myself from laughing all morning thinking of Adler Sandler, Adam Sandler ad libs of him just scoring on people and just saying shit from like the movies or just, you know, like Aww. a googly goo. Game, <laughs> game, game points would be the time where I would do a step back and go, 
this is how I win. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to do this sketch. I may just go out by my, like, see if people will socially distance themselves on my local park and just, like, film this. (laughs) Uh, I can't, like, that that, that would be so good. Oh, oh man. my best friend, your idea to use. Happy stretch four instead of happy yes! stretch four. <laughs> my jumping so hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. So, and then also like, uh, man, when we can, uh, like play basketball again, you could get other people to be in that and do the, the, the like, Man, you letting this heavy medicine motherfucker score on you? Like, you, you could get people to do that shit. Cause to me, like, half the fun is if you get scored on by Chandler, people are gonna talk shit to you. Cause yeah, he's, not even cause he's not good. It's cause he's Adam Sandler, which is even more fucked up cause right. he is good. So he should get buckets, but some motherfuckers gonna be like, oh, so Billy Madison got, he, he killing you right now. <laughs> And you just confuse everybody because his like trash talk will be like clips from the movies. He'd be like doing the crossover talking about, I rubbed her boobs and I like them too. <laughs> yeah. And everybody confused like, the fuck he talking about? And he just goes past them. Yeah, I bet in real life he probably hates that shit. You know what I mean? But, but, <laughs> but, I, but I don't know. I would just, if I ever play ball with him, I have to be like, oh, Mr. D's from three. <laughs> like I got to do it, man. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> coronavirus very very serious coronavirus news guys uh amc will hold off on reopening doors until after the until the summer despite these governors talking about we're gonna open up the uh economy and movie theaters and bowling alleys will be first they they said uh they're they are they are not planning on opening up um right now right they want to be sure they can make some money that's like the fuck we open it up for for nobody to come in here and also no movies are out no they're not as of right now the next major release appears to be tenant the uh christopher nolan movie with john david washington Washington boy Mm -hmm. yeah and that's july 17th so there's a chance if they did open, they might open like a week or two before that. And that's a maybe. But yeah, I just don't know how you can do theaters and social distance. Mm-mm. And I don't, I don't think I would ever feel comfortable in the theater until. And y'all know we love the theaters. Yeah, until there's some type yeah. of vaccine or something. I think what they'd have to do. I was talking to my girlfriend about this, but I think you'd have to like. And this is this. I'm I, I'm I'm in the process. I'm going to try and write something about this in a bigger way because, what. <clears throat> Not to bring this into minimum wage Mm -hmm. jobs, but like the fact is we now see that $15 should be the absolute minimum for any job. And the idea that what you'd need is basically, I think if you're opening up theaters, you basically have to just sell half tickets. Like, Mm. you know, you've been in an AMC with the recliners, every other seat, unless you're in a couple. Like if you're buying two tickets and that's your, your, you know, you two could sit together. Right. Right. But then there has to be a seat because those are pretty big seats. Right. So if they could only sell like two thirds capacity, like you can sit together if you're in a couple, everybody else you have to, there will be a seat space between any other seat. Mm-hmm. And you'd have to have workers going in after every movie and not just sweeping up popcorn, but, but what you wiping down the seats, We now bought yeah. like a billion dollars worth of wipes. Every leather seat gets wiped out. I would feel, you know, not now, but if they did that in July, I'd be like, if that's the protocol now, then I, I'm willing to go to another, you know, go mm-hmm. see a movie. But 
<clears throat> at the same time, you're going to have these states and, you know, all these ones that have like still the, I can't believe there's still like 20 states with like the federal minimum wage, which is 725. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, you know, mostly red states. Mm-hmm. Right. But like the idea, like to me, if I have to clean movie theaters and, and stuff, like thoroughly, I'd be like, yeah, that's, I'll do that. That's, that's, that's 1750 an hour, sir. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what I'm gonna need to do that. Right. I think there should be. I hope there are like massive walkouts of grocery stores, of movie theaters. When this, when we get back to some kind of normal, there needs to be a real reckoning yes. with people that labor <clears throat> has a value. And I'm not talking about right. they earned they earned thanks and bonuses with right. with what they're doing. Like I, I thought about like I've made not to, but I made a shit ton of money this month. I don't right. know that that's gonna keep up. Right. But I genuinely want to go to my supermarket when this is over and give like, I know this, this sounds like ridiculous, but you know, you know me, this is not a show off move. Right. It's like a justice move. And it's like, here's a hundred dollars. Here's a hundred dollars. Thank you. You right. kept us fed. You were the only place open. Right. I benefited from this nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I hope your employer is giving you, if they're not raising your wage, they better be giving you a, a nice bonus. I'm not talking about a $50 gift card Mm-mm. to use at the store. Right. And when it's all done, wages need to go up, period. Like, mm-hmm. this is, this has to stop. Like, I know some, some businesses are like, we're raising wages for now. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, oh no, you didn't get the memo. <laughs> You're raising wages permanently. Right. Yeah. Here in July. Right. And right. I hope, I hope that happens. And I hope people, I once got into a debate with somebody over this where I had said $15 should be the minimum wage. This was like a blog I wrote like five years, six years ago. Because the, the stats, the adjusted income, it should be like $22. $22, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I said that and somebody said, you know, there's and, – and Corolla was kind of famous for this. This idea that like jobs that he doesn't – he and many others don't deem – permanent jobs like right. you don't want to get too satisfied flipping burgers at mcdonald's if you're getting 19 dollars an hour to flip burgers you'll be fine and i'm like you'll be fine right no, you'll just be like living <clears throat> you'll be living now you won't be like right f- f- fuck a degree and I I, but also but also and smelling like grease but also like okay well two things first of all hold on um first of all giving a hundred dollars to everybody that works at the dinner like you I'll be getting to the money. Everybody, man. Think of getting too much money. Everybody, man. I want to come with you just so I get covered by you. Same old niggas on the block. Same old niggas with the block. Same old niggas with the children. So first of all, first of all, I'm not for that bullshit. I don't want your biracial capitalism (laughs) trying to trying to fuck everything up at the grocery store. Okay, that is nothing but a flex on the poor jail side. That is the poor working class people getting flexed on by black celebrity class. Ignore this black man jail. He's just jealous. That's part of the fucking problem. Uh, the second thing, the second thing is, um. It, what would be so fucking horrible about somebody making a living wage and deciding, I actually do want to just make burgers. Like that's, like everyone always does that thing where, uh, like the conservatives always do this thing like, it's not supposed to be a permanent job. Right. But it's only, it's it's circular logic. Say that again. I'm sorry. I was just saying, but 
it's this idea of like when it's billionaires, you shouldn't tell them how to live their lives, how right. to spend their money. Let them do what they do. Right. They're the engine. Let them be and we will thrive. And then if it's like, well, I don't want this young man thinking that $16 to flip hamburgers is what his job should be. And if it is, isn't that freedom and liberty and capitalism? And, and like also it's a circular, <laughs> it's a circular argument. It's, it should, it well, should speaking for the business class yeah. only. But, but it's but like, it's a it shouldn't be argument. It's but for the, the business class is the one they're defending in both cases. Right. right. And, and it's weird because it's like, it shouldn't be a permanent job because why? Cause it does, you don't make enough money for it to be a permanent job. Okay. But if you made enough money, <laughs> then it could be a permanent job it shouldn't be a permanent job like what what the fuck does this mean it's a low-paying right. job because it shouldn't be like it's just it's just circular bullshit where it's like it, it, maybe you get better burgers if a motherfucker made twenty dollars better customer service maybe like, yeah maybe the ice cream machine wouldn't always be down they would be sure if, that bitch was working because let me tell you for 750 uh i worked at mcdonald's uh the right. the ice cream machine was down dog you know what i mean some Come days on. The ice cream machine needed to be down because I was down. You know what I mean? Okay. I hate to expose a big secret like that to McDonald's corporate America. Okay. But I think it's out of the statute of limitations. Okay. I was only 15. So, I, but yeah, so I think that's interesting that people try to throw that bullshit out there. Um, and yeah. for somebody in the chat said that's socialism if he's giving his money away. No, that's charity. That's black capitalism. He made the money by earning it by doing a job that was that was the capitalism part and it sounds like if he can do something like that it's more than me which makes him a bad black capitalist okay if it was the same amount or less okay i'm okay with that until i make that amount when i make as much as jail then we can talk about whether or not that's a good thing and and my thing when people make y'all talking about the low wages arguments and people act like it's a teenage job have y'all seen teenagers most thing that you just talk to be like bitch i'm gonna work at tomorrow i don't want that job i don't want to come home smell like fries and even if they did my thing is this a lot of mcdonald's are 24 hours bitch who's working in there at 2 a.m not no teenagers and if you go into a fucking mcdonald's it's not just teenagers like it's like it's all just it's this stuff where a lot of uh republicans like to do anecdotal logic when it comes to like this because statistically it's not true those jobs are not move on jobs those jobs are permanent jobs for most people right they also are jobs for people who have more than one job they right. also don't provide health care they also don't allow you to work enough hours to get insurance like right. the like there's this big ass hustle happening and then they're in on the game but to to try to be like because they it makes them like it makes their dick harder to say how you know i i work a certain type of way and and the reason i'm not doing that is because i'm a better person than that person and as long as they yep. believe that we'll always have people defending that bullshit <clears throat> yeah to do the business angle and the, sorry oh go ahead jm thank you they do the business angle to support business and then they bring in that like false morality right. to like hammer people's life choices <clears throat> and the way i look at it is our economy the only industries growing are tech and service jobs so you can't and Corolla I bring him up again because you know I obviously was listening and on that show for a while and it was just one of the things that I always was bothered by and his audience seemed to really embrace it is this idea that like everybody can be Elon Musk or right. Terry Crews that right. was like another like like he talked about how Terry Crews painted portraits and did things like in the off season when he was mm-hmm. cut from football teams. I'm like, and Terry Crews was also an NFL player and built like a Greek <laughs> god right. and like had other things going on. 
let's say you're not a talented person. I don't mean this as an insult. Yeah. Let's say you're just like, I got to earn money. I got rent. I got family or whatever. I got loans. I need a job. I'm willing to work for 40 hours right. to get some money to, to pay my bills. And this idea of like certain la- – like to me, what is that worth? Forget what the job is. What is the minimum you think it's worth for somebody to get their ass out of bed every day? You know, because then these are the same people who go sitting on their asses getting help, uh, food stamps. Right. They won't even want to work. Well, now this person wants to work right. and they're working. What's that worth now? And what if they dollars an hour? What if their what if their talent is making delicious fries? You know what I mean? Like, what if that's what the fuck they're good at? Is like I know how to take the money at the register. Like, what? Who the fuck cares? You know what I mean? Like the value of this person's, you know, like uh, work ethic. If they're working, they are working. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing that kills me. Is like, and and then the final thing I'll say about this, um. It's the hardest job I ever fucking had. Come on, on your feet, sweating and shit. <laughs> like Come those, on. Every ser- the service jobs I had were the jobs where I fucking came home and was disgusting. You know, you're, you're, you're you've been smelling like food all day. You're sweating. Um, you're being worked hard as fuck. People talking People to you crazy and talk shit. Talk to you any old kind of way. And the one semblance of that job that you have is, well at least i got paid for this you know what i mean and then and then for people to go no 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 the pay thing should actually be motivation to not want to do the job we're gonna turn it the opposite way you're getting paid too much for this demeaning degrading just barely able to afford anything ass job right karen no it's it's a disgrace and i think for me when y'all talking about companies, if McDonald's, but I'm just calling that McDonald's, if mm. McDonald's was to say, we're going to raise wages and we're going to actually offer all the employees insurance, that means the people up top will literally have to take less. Yeah. But y'all making hand over fist. And I don't know if nobody told you, shit, cost of shit went up regardless. Right. A Big Mac combo used to be two ninety five, three oh five plus tax years ago mm-hmm. it ain't that shit no more so the cost gonna go up regardless so take the extra money and pay these people because the less people the more people on insurance that mean your workers are healthier they're calling out less mm-hmm. you know they're being taken care of they can take care of your their kids like it actually benefits you to invest into your employees and, and there's just one more thing too about that um we never make that argument for ceos no we only make the argument that a ceo should get less money when a company completely shits the bed like right you know we like we never like we never say like uh wow they just gave their ceo a billion dollar like bonus that's gonna make big max cost more we never say that but if we say they're gonna give their employees a raise in minimum wage you're like well how much is a fucking big mac gonna cost and as you brilliantly brought up inflation and all the other things that happen with food they happen anyway so there it's not like we can go well at least everywhere you go everything still costs the same as 1985 Mm -hmm. in wendy's like that doesn't even make sense to then turn around and be like the re the one thing we can't do is raise i remember uh master john uh john shatter of uh papa john's he said at one point people were like you can pay your employees a living wage and give them insurance and he said it would cost something like a nickel more a pizza and he was adamantly opposed to a as if human beings us 
out in the real world would be like i was gonna get papa john's but by the time i finished ordering two pizzas it was a dime more than it was last week i was gonna buy the shit anyway. fuck those people and fuck their health insurance like that's that's so insane but he made this argument and that's the kind of shit that you know a conservative person will pick up and be like yeah exactly you can't a nickel more piece are you crazy i'm like nigga you the nickel is for you right like you ain't you don't own the company and you know what when food costs go up you're gonna raise that bitch 15 cent and not give him a fucking thing right all right and that's that's the uh sorry that's that's also the not to sound like bernie sanders but that is the when stock price became the most important thing about a company and not the community, not the workers, not the product, but the stock price, right? everything becomes subservient to that. But to me, I just think all we're doing is creating tech jobs, which not everybody can do, obviously, the right. education, the intelligence, and service jobs are growing. And that's you deny reality when you say, well, we should, you should be doing other things. Well, right. there isn't other things. We've created this stratified economy, so you have to make sure – that those people who are taking those jobs can can live on those jobs. You're not, and somebody had posted this fifteen dollars in New York City. Right. What is that? I, I'm, that's you are broke. You are still broke. Like yeah, the right. best you can do. Let's say you have. Let's say you have a partner. You and your partner each have. Let, this is like if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. If you're a minimum wage worker, both of you have forty hours a week, and you make your minimum. You make your fifteen dollars an hour. And let's say it's like a Starbucks and they have some like modest mm-hmm. insurance for you. That's like best case scenario. Right. Right. You still are going to have to live like probably like an hour from your store. Right. Like in an outer borough mm-hmm. in a small apartment that you know, may or may not be in a good neighborhood or a good, right. a good building. And you got to pay for your Metro card, which is going to be like 130 bucks. If you're not driving, if you're just using the right. train, 135 bucks a month, you're, you can live. If, and that's best case scenario is a minimum right. wage partner partnership. You can live. Right. Now, I don't know how many movies you can go to. I don't know how many meals out you can have, right. but you can like probably make your rent and like live month to month while not particularly enjoying life. Right. Right. <laughs> and, right. and that's like, oh, best case, like, but we did it. We're doing it. Right. And then you want to tell those people, you know, you should only be making 10 an hour and <laughs> driving for more right and it's like that's the kind of shit where you should like beat that person to death exactly. right, it may, that. right the argument makes no sense <laughs> all right hold on i gotta pause it all right let's uh so coronavirus news um no evidence shows that having coronavirus prevents a second infection um this is by the world health organization uh, i know we had someone write in the other day to be like it could be people relapsing but it doesn't necessarily mean people are being reinfected this is not saying people are definitely being reinfected reinfected but the who says they don't know that um, they're immune right which means they won't catch it again like you may have antibodies but there aren't there are some people that have a low level of antibodies and they're not sure that that means that they are 100% protected from being reinfected with uh, coronavirus. So, you know, this idea of herd immunity and we all just like go out, go back out, let some people get it, go back out, let so, because the idea is that there'll be like some sort of um, immunity passport you know like well you had it and you survived so you can just like go out right that's if you survived yeah um they actually don't know that that would even work even with that so 
um at this point in the pandemic there's not enough evidence about the effectiveness of antibody medi- uh mediated immunity to guarantee the accuracy of an immunity passport or a risk-free uh certificate said the who uh so maybe we'll find out more later you know i don't know exactly you know i'm not a scientist i don't know how they figure that shit out but just want to let you guys know so. mm-hmm. um let's see what else uh safer sex um in the city std cases plummet amid coronavirus pandemic oh that's a good thing yeah i was talking to your mom i was like there are a lot of good things is actually coming out of this that means it's less like victims of uh crimes and rapes and sexual assaults and muggings and murders so you know the problem is us y'all i don't know if y'all realize that we're the problem yeah i mean i, I yeah. like i like how you look at the petri dish half full yeah we're the problem isn't it wasn't it uh agent smith who said in the matrix didn't he say like humans are a plague or yes. something like that or like a disease a or something like, like that yeah a virus yeah. that's right he said it like that yeah that's i mean it's it's kind of stunning like we're the ones destroying everything including ourselves right <laughs> when they start showing like the animals like having a good time outside and shit i was like damn i know they party and <laughs> somebody was like it's been two weeks dang it came back i saw it came back i saw an animal a video where uh like a rodent of some type was literally standing outside of a screen door or like a patio door looking at a dog eating like, pizza yes eat, eating a slice of pizza like it was really like, like bitches i know y'all ain't coming out like i know you can't do shit homie like i'm out here living my best fucking life outside without these humans you stuck inside like a fucking domesticated canine you should have been out here with us um <laughs> but yeah i thought that was florida and georgia are gonna be the only two states that have like a population boom and it'll be like it will be like that movie idiocracy right like all the trump <laughs> people in georgia and florida will be having a bunch of dumb babies in nine months like I, we met we met at the club because we love freedom it was freedom night it was freedom night at confederacy our favorite night club and we got to fucking in the bathroom no condoms because you can't get corona through the cum okay and then we had a good time and had twins freedom and liberty those are our twin girls <laughs> this oh, <boy>. <laughs> freedom liberty come over and, and introduce yourself and they're just coughing and shit i know like <laughs> their baby the baby's going name we our, our babies is corona and virus coronavirus come on over here <laughs> uh coronavirus cases are spiking in places where trump supporters protested to stay at home orders no shit people could have told you that i'm okay with that but what makes me sad about that and i kept saying and i know i talk about this on my podcast a lot as i go through my like emotional and spiritual confessions on air but i'm like i don't want to be the type of person i try to check myself and i'm like i wish trump would fucking die and i go i can't have those kind of thoughts like i can't Mm-hmm. it's not right it's not right psychologically or spiritually but you can't help you. it you're human you have these thoughts his supporters i'm like man sometimes i'm like man if you all get this shit good and i go, right. i don't want to think that but i all because it's the bad way to die and it's like you want to believe in people changing and 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 seeing the light or whatever but like but you're also maybe going to get that store clerk who wanted no part of your bullshit right you might get them sick and that's to quote the godfather you know this i don't forgive right it's like they didn't 
You you brought it to them. That's like, what I worry about. They didn't about. go on your rifle march. They I didn't wouldn't go with their rifle to. Right. I wouldn't mind if they fucking like had their own insular MAGA community. I would be fine with that. You know, like the other day they broke up like an Amish party and like I had like mixed in feelings. Watchmen, right in yeah. Watchmen, the Nixon land. Like you can have that. <laughs> yeah, like like you know, like I they had a like, they broke up an Amish party the other day and I was kind of like. I mean, yes, that's good. I don't want the Amish to like die from this shit or whatever. But then, like, also, it was kind of like Amish don't really fuck with nobody else. So unless uh, you like come buy something from one of their shops, uh, it's kind of like yeah. they're just taking care of themselves, you know. Um, but with the MAGA people, I would much prefer that they inject bleach or like you know, say drink a Tide pot or something. Like if we're gonna, you know, if you're gonna go full, I'm in a cult and I listen to everything Crazy Pan says then go ahead and do the things that only kill you because uh this these coronavirus meetups are you like fucking trump, insane. Don't you? you like trump <laughs> then drink the bleach do it expeditiously come on expeditiously i want to do an all lean on trump there it is there's the next sketch lean on trump, lean on trump. they used to call me they used to call me crazy don now you can call me batman and just like he gets up there with like a fat white dude named right. Sam's and he's like, you like Tide Pods, don't you? Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, I don't want you. I don't want to drink the bleach. <laughs> hey, hey, Dale. They... I want to I wanna disenfranchise the blacks. What else do you want to do, son? I want to I wanna go to MAGA rallies. And what else? I want to go to Liberty University and learn about Jerry Falwell. Then you're going to stop using the Tide. Then you're going to use the Tide Pods. <laughs> hey, Dale. Dale, they're they going to lock them up for having church services, and they're going to be in there about, I don't have to do nothing but get Corona virus and die i'm waiting for the uh, white side i'm waiting for the uh white side high I'm, I'm waiting for the confrontation that he has to have with him and putin where putin is uh is uh guillaume whatever where he's like you will give me the gut if you're so hot on discipline how do you start accepting some yourself <laughs> contrary to what you heard i'm the hric yeah. the head racist in charge yes! <laughs> now come on let yes! me let me bite We've your sandwich got it. let's do this <laughs> so uh i mean yeah. i'm gonna talk i need to talk to somebody right now about like getting some pro- a production deal for this sketch let's get this on like a you know, talk to Jordan Peele or SNL and be like, can we just do a digital short with this? <laughs> right. Hey, JL, and me and Roger joke about this, but I say, we ever get enough money to start our own production company, we come up with some brilliant ideas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Freestyling on the show. Uh, but yeah, that, that's absolutely, um, what the fuck is happening. Cause these, they're like, they're literally killing themselves. And mm-hmm. the, as I keep trying to point out, coronavirus don't give a fuck about your, faith in yourself your faith in your jesus your it don't care it's just a it's a virus we know scientifically how viruses work there is no other solution where you can be like i believed in myself you know like these uh trump rallies that's why i was telling karen like they're not bravely sacrificing their lives they think they're not gonna get it and it's so and it's it's insane because we're like what level of cult member do you have to be before you really think like well president said i can drink motherfucking uh bleach and uh go to the rally i'm gonna get my gun and go to the rally i should be okay it they're now they're dying now they're getting sick and it and the way the um incubation period works it this is not the wave yet like the rallies were last mm-hmm. week 
it'll really start hitting like in the, the middle May. of this week or next week is when we're really going to see those people that have taken like the uh they either have like the four to five day incubation like pre-symptomatic period and then they flare up and then eventually the people that they've been caught like that's when we see the shit so it's really insane and now we're actually seeing the people that was determined to go to church for easter like Mm -hmm. like people talking about their numbers spiking yeah these are the people that was like i got to go touch the hem of his garment on easter sunday people Mm mm-hmm and, and this is this the funny thing about that is like my church has been closed um my church is across the street from me catholic church not exactly known as a super liberal institution although right. they vary from you know parish to parish but right. we shut down like the same day my my law firm kind of said everybody work remote my church was shut down it's these people and i hate i'm not challenging anybody's individual faith but right. these sort of white republican evangelical churches these are they're like the mirror of like the black church in the sixties where right. it was like, this is like a political movement linked with like the freedom and, 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 and Jesus's teachings. Like they, they work hand in hand. Mm-hmm. They're like on parallel tracks. You can merge like freedom and, 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 and rights and all that into a Jesus centric message. They can walk like together. The, the evangelical Trump church is like working in opposition. Mm-hmm. To, to, to what they claim to be. I've always said this. I think those people are largely Old Testament people who just don't want to call themselves Jewish. Right. They want that branding of Christian and they want to be in that popular club and that dominant faith, but they don't buy into that stuff. They're all Old Testament wrath and division kind of, kind right. of, uh, theology. And that the, the church, it's not, it is a Republican political entity. Right. It is not about, there's nobody out there saying go to church. You gotta go to church. Like it's more important than life. Like right. no, that's the whole you know render unto God what is God and unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Like you can have some state and church division. You right. don't have to. You don't have to walk into that building. Like that's not about I need to be here to pray. That's I need to be here to show these Democrats mm-hmm. and these scientists that they don't dictate that's not a faith that's not faith right <laughs> that's not religion that, and it's that's also, a political statement it's also exerting control like these you know i say it all the time but a lot of these fucking pastors are basically atheists like because they don't <laughs> teach they don't teach all the teachings in the bible they just kind of do what the fuck they want to do and so to be able to like look at people who are probably going to get sick and die because many people that right. go to church are old right. and be like yeah fuck that give me your stimulus check come to church anyway you don't care about like, your flock like you're evil like there's not a like a middle ground i can have for you i'm like well maybe he just doesn't understand no 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 you're fucking evil you do know better they've put programs out now where pastors can get compensated for closing the doors so you don't even have the money motive of like well i really fucking need this money like no you could take a cut back sit home but you're this is that thing that people do where like the cult member the cult leader is like if i let the people go home then that's another day i'm not telling them what to do and then maybe one a couple days of that and they go why the fuck am i even listening to this guy so i have to stay on their ass every day and that's what it seems like some of the more craven uh people are doing obviously quote unquote not all churches we all know that like there's a lot of churches that have they do the stuff online in charlotte they're doing this thing where you can drive in and they'll preach to you while you're in your car like Mm -hmm. there's ways there's ways that people are doing both 
but to see these yeah. people that are like adamant on like no fuck that and the real religion of a lot of the trump evangelical and a lot of the uh conservative christian is white supremacy that's the religion the religion's not the god or jesus it have shit to do with him because if you look at the things that they care about you know it's like man it's weird how you guys keep falling on the side of uh, republicans no matter what the <laughs> fucking topic is you know what i mean like you're pro death penalty because i for an eye but you're pro uh you're anti-choice because that's a life and all life is precious but you know you're you, you know you you pro gun because thou shalt not kill was was not a literal thing <laughs> right like a <laughs> suggestion it's crazy man <laughs> uh speaking of which um a defiant preacher in our in our uh i believe in our city it he is i seen it brian Horn. uh they have an audio recording of him where he admits to having COVID 19 symptoms and says i tested positive for faith uh yeah he did easter monday uh, easter sunday service that's yeah it's really big here because they was like he did service knowing that he has this yeah um and it goes even further than that um because he says he experienced the symptoms including pain shakes and a cough he's 31 years old he did not wear a mask or any protective covering while conducting services to a packed church on easter sunday uh he's black just letting y'all know um and he ran up and down the aisles leading prayers and songs of praise uh the private audio circulated among church members and was later shared with the daily mail in a recording where karn was uh speaking to parishioners he has heard stating that for faith according to the site their source also reports karn uh reported karn to the charlotte police who were unable to close the church uh north carolina's coronavirus safety measures exclude churches from bans on gatherings of 10 or more so churches can still gather which is why i say leadership is so fucking important because essentially um you would have to tell these motherfuckers not to do it that people are going to do whatever they want to do anyway for the most part but some type of guidance from up top is the the sole thing that keeps people from doing the dumbest things like well i guess i won't since the mall is closed it's like so you would have went to the mall but they had to close the mall you you couldn't just do that on your own technically we should be able to read the news and do all this shit on our own i'm a social distance i'm not gonna go to crowded places but it's like if you open the beach they go to the beach right it's fucking insane and it doesn't make any sense in mecklenburg county in particular because you know charlotte is here which is the largest city in the state has some of the highest cases so it's like this doesn't make sense sir he also told his members that while it's okay to go to the hospital if you get sick they should not say they go to his church he advised them to say they go to a different church what <laughs> a godly man a god-fearing christian man they're all atheists. you gotta be an atheist right he gotta be an atheist i know that's in the bible you can't suppose a lie you're not supposed to lie you don't care nothing about your people that's in the bible not to mention for the just civic trust when we try to like contain the spread we're gonna want to know where the fuck people got it from we can trace it back and be like oh all these people need to get tested you're just muddying up the system you sound like a motherfucking like nino brown at the fucking uh drug conference table telling people what the alibi is gonna be like this is our cover story you're at that point you cease to be a fucking preacher right come on yep 
uh anyway um kingdom city church is located in mecklenburg county where charlotte is the largest area the death toll there is twice of any other county in north carolina right there have been 1231 cases recorded infections and 31 deaths in our county so far uh prof- can i give a shout out real quick to mm-hmm. the uh chat sure keith keith blair with uh the coining the term i've never heard before patheists <laughs> yes they want your money they that's that's levels okay that is levels right there preacher preacher uh uh, wants to get paid the only thing that make it better is if it was pratheist because (laughs) then it has the word pray in it preacher and atheist ah all three so you know uh but i like that patheist though because they try to get paid i like that uh great job keith way to way to shout them out jl um Private Karn previously made headlines last month when he posted a YouTube sermon urging his followers to ignore government directives. You are not bound by the laws of the land if they are contra- if they contradict the laws of God. In the clip, he also revealed he was hospitalized for the virus and was in the hospital on a ventilator. Coughing can be heard throughout the recording. What? And you know, when you go on a ventilator, the, the, the like, I wonder if that person's even alive. Because, yeah. like, the the odds of you coming out of there are, like, 8% or some shit right now. Like, going on a ventilator is pretty, is, is high risk. Uh, this is sick. And it, and like I said, these people go to the church, and then they're going to go to the store, and then they're going to go to work, and then they're going to go Wait. to the, the parks. Like, this this shit just makes it feel so unsafe outside, you know? And and what some of these states are doing, I mean, Florida, like, the best the best example to me, and I know... I'm somebody who never votes Republican. I know mm-hmm. we're in we're in that group, but you do see there are some Republican governors of yeah. kind of the old the old school Republicans mm-hmm. who are doing the right thing. They may be pro life, they may be low taxes, right? But they've put aside all that and are being about right. health, safety. Period. Like that's it. We mm-hmm. got to fight this, and then when we're through this, we can get back to the usual squabbles. Correct. But what you see is these Trump governors, the mm-hmm. ones who came in with him, like kissing his ass with that ignorant MAGA sort of nonsense, Kemp and DeSantis, yep. Florida and Georgia, they make it so that like, well, now we're open. So like, if you don't work, you're not unemployed. Right. Because we open the state. So now you're putting it on people, the same people who a year from now you'll be screaming, do not deserve more than $9 an hour to do their right. job. But right. You're saying you better get there and do work or or else like you just aren't going to work. You have a job. Right. You're just not doing it. So we can't pay unemployment to somebody who doesn't work out of choice. Right. And it's like, then I don't blame somebody who, I mean, if you own a, a barbershop, if you own a nail salon, you don't want to work, but now you have no way mm-hmm. of protecting your business or your livelihood. They've stripped you of protections, basically. So what do you do? I can't judge. I can judge the person going to get their hair cut. Right. <laughs> like, I can be like, I don't think you should be doing that. Like, my hair is a, a, a damn mess right now. Right. I put up a thing. I'm turning into, like, somewhere between Malcolm Gladwell and uh, <laughs> Terrence Howard and Hustle and Flow. <laughs> but it's... It's you're putting it on these people to make like a choice of like I don't know what to do because I need to make money and now I can't get the benefits. You gotta to be safe. You got a ten thousand hours of practice, man. It's the only, <laughs> it's the only way. 
and, and <laughs> my very limited Malcolm Gladwell, Tower Terrence Howard, DJ, six foot two, mustache, <laughs> wavy hair, likes to say bitch a lot. <laughs> hey man, I say bitch, man. <laughs> And the, and then JL, they got to piggyback on what you're saying. Okay, you open up the economy, but then what jobs? Like, right. like who is hiring? Also, people aren't gonna go do this shit for the most part. Like, right? It's like they'll they don't be know nature. like uh, for people that don't understand how like brick and mortar businesses work. There will be customers who are dumb enough to go be like, I'll I'll risk a haircut coronavirus, right? Like, I'll risk coronavirus to get a haircut. There will be some like that. Like, you'd be a fool to say there'll be zero it won't be enough they did like when a when a company budgets what they're gonna need to do to pay the rent they're budgeting on some higher expectations than three percent of the customers they normally get which is that you're gonna end up with a lot like a lot more people being like i don't give a fuck if it's socially distanced or not i'm not going into a restaurant and sitting down for an hour right so you might as well keep it fucking closed and restaurants are going to open up knowing that they are like on the thinnest of margins thinking that this desperately will keep us from closing it won't it won't even extend you not closing mm-hmm. if you were going to close because everyone wasn't coming and takeout wasn't enough you, you're going to be in the same situation except now you risk faster <laughs> you risk coronavirus for all your employees and yourself at a so you may even die now as opposed to just losing your business or, or whatever so um <clears throat> speaking of which don't eat or inject your don't in, eat or inject your, yourself with disinfectant warns the fda commissioner hmm. had to do that so he'll be fired soon yeah <laughs> so of he'll course. get fired soon i guess <laughs> yeah yeah you saw where trump was like i'm not doing any more of these i don't want to do these conferences anymore these uh tell these uh press conferences because uh you guys uh taking everything i say and turning it against me bitch didn't nobody ask you to do them in the first place who asked for these i'm sorry um i think people did ask for him for sure i mean that's kind of the thing he's so if he would have well, i read if he would have not I, may, I read there was an article mm-hmm. there was an article in the new york times a couple of days ago that was going through this whole process and it turns out he kind of just because he can't do these rallies right this is this sounds so pathetic it sounds almost like something a democrat would make up about him just right. to fulfill but it's it's the truth he like saw these rallies like he he wasn't even going to the meetings he wasn't even going to like the coronavirus meetings he was just like pence you big gay dude do that mm-hmm. and then he kind of saw the publicity and he decided impromptu after not attending a meeting, like his first one, he just got up there. Mm-hmm. He went to attend it, but then like he saw that they were going to ask questions and he realized he could get into his like yelling at reporters. That's the only reason he does it. Anybody can see, well, anybody who's not a nutcase yeah. can see he hates reading that shit. He doesn't know what he's reading. Like they hand it to him. He reads it. Oh, well, we're doing in this shit. We got things, and it's good. It's good, and we're doing studies and tests. So many tests. So many tests. And but he's just racing through it to like. He'll even read things like our greatest sympathies with the American people. We care so much about our people. We're a very strong country. We love our people. It's a tremendous time. We're going to do our best for the American people. Any questions? Okay, right. now I'm ready. Let's do it. Right. Now I'm invested. Like he doesn't care. He really does. I mean, it's very obvious. He does not care. He is not invested. He's not doing any of the behind. Like Pence, for all that people can justifiably hate Pence, the one thing I'm going to say is Pence looks worn out. Like Mm -hmm. Pence looks like he is up all hours Mm -hmm. trying to do something. 
Right. Like, and I'm not, that's not me being a Pence fan. I'm just like, I can see it on his face and in his voice. This dude is like tired. And at least you see that he's invested in some way. Right. Trump gets up there, polished, new hair, like does his shtick and leaves and doesn't do any more work. He just goes right. and tweets. Yep. And he got, he basically did it on a whim and then realized he was juiced up from like fighting with reporters. That's all it is. It is mm-hmm. not healing the nation. It's not informing the nation. So it's like, it's a joke and you're not getting, it should just be Fauci. It should be Pence introducing Fauci yep. and that's it. Yep. Right. That should be it. And, and that's why I was saying who asked for this because any other president, if they were to do this, it will be to inform the public. You're not giving us any information. You're not informed, educating. You're just fucking up there. So I'm like, who asked for this? Let me tell you who asked for this. One, half of America who voted for this motherfucker because they, they, that is their president uh to the media he's good ratings he's he's they will put the shit on they know he'll lie yeah, they're part of the problem too. you know even to be snarky with this man like I, I said it a while ago and i mean it even to be snarky with him is not worth it Mm-mm. like the thing where it's like well at least we got a cry on at the bottom of the screen like pointing out look look, look he's a piece of shit guys ha 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 like that's a Trump's good a big ass yeah like <laughs> great okay you got the retweets you got the retweets you still aired this man's propaganda that you know is infecting the country you know this shit is like then you have to spend all day undoing what he did because (laughs) you let that shit slide you know um so i do think and and for the record he has the office so the things he says and does are newsworthy this is not me saying like how the fuck can this is even news no it's definitely news but to then give him an unmitigated just kind of like bully pulpit every day and 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 i think that's there's a cost to that that get addressed um by the people that propagate it to be fair i know cnn gets a lot of justifiable criticism but they have for like a week basically not been covering him yes cnn is Um, yeah cnn is on it for sure absolutely because he really is it's a it's it's so embarrassing but insulting and the fact that he'll be up there talking about like seven different things you know, and then the way this is all retread, everybody's talked yeah. about this, but I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, I know I'm biased because I liked Obama and I yeah. don't like Trump. I just don't remember Obama giving any speech where he'd be like, uh, the person introducing him would be saying, Mr. President, thank you so much for having me here. This is a great opportunity and the American people love you for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember Joe Biden, like on a hot mic saying, this is a big fucking deal. That's how like a real person right. compliments somebody they like. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, not just, not just that, not just like, that, but also, um, one, you could be downright rude to Obama and there yeah. was no real consequence for that. Right. Um, and I mean that from liberal people and fucking Republicans. It wasn't just Republicans that were like, I don't respect this man or this office because I don't have to. Um, two, um, he was more genuinely just, uh, approachable, more genuinely, uh, authentic. And I think there go, there's a lot that got taken for it. Granted, because he was so professional and so measured. Um, like we, we, he would, get asked tough questions all the time many times what i would go that's kind of not fair there's no fucking answer to that that he could give that would be okay and he still would handle it with a poem like every time like uh, i i think like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give you the truth as much as i can and then ration out like this measured type of thing dog trump can get up there and just be like that's a nasty question that's rude 
and and that's become a thing and i and i and here's the thing i'll add though take it one step further i don't think the nasty questions make any fucking good note for the for us as americans like i think these reporters getting off the i got a snarky question that he is definitely gonna lie about and not answer and they like it's like high fives on twitter i don't think it puts us in a better position as a country that someone got to ask him a snarky question man and i think this fucking pipe dream that so many liberal progressive people have where we're gonna like question him into integrity or we're gonna like get him in some type of logical checkmate where he then goes well i guess i have to do the thing i'm supposed to do it's never coming he's a fucking narcissist is you're not he doesn't live in the reality that you live in he doesn't share the facts that you share he can change the things that you think are just a chessboard that we're playing on he can just be like we're not playing chess anymore this is monopoly why because i fucking decided that this is this is now a monopoly board and you're like I, that is a definitely a checkers or a chessboard i'm looking at it right now you're like nope we're playing yahtzee that's what he keeps doing every day you know and so i i can't watch his press conferences and i don't really like to see the snarky shit on twitter because i i start feeling like Forrest whitaker in the shield man yeah it's it's um i think they should stop covering him i just i get sad when i just think when you were describing obama Mm -hmm. i i just thought to myself i'm like my my three presidents that i voted for i mean i voted for john Kerry in 2004 but like Al Gore in 2000, yeah, Obama in 08, mm-hmm. Hillary in 2016, and I just think to myself, what if Al Gore did eight years, handed it to Obama for eight, who handed it to Hillary Clinton for eight, and I go, do people all the you can complain all you want about corporate Democrats or whatever? Right. Do you realize the intelligence, the experience? of those three individuals that we could have had like a quarter of a century of kind of intelligent, thoughtful, experienced climate change thinking, right? Uh, more, you know, they can talk about people being hawks or whatever, but we wouldn't, we might not have had the Iraq war. We might be, a, a, a we'd be a major leader in climate change and we wouldn't have Trump like Trump. <laughs> what's so crazy about this is Trump is the worst. Right. He's not just bad. He's the one worst. of our worst people. Not for not president. president. He's people he's in the America. Hundredth worst president, and we've only had forty five. <laughs> right. Like he's the worst we're gonna have in our lifetimes. I think, and I'm I, like I, I genuinely don't think we can do worse than right. him. I mean Me that. Like Same. I just don't. Mm-mm. And the idea that there are people still defend. I mean, the shit I've gotten on Twitter with this guy. Yeah. Like. I had one on Instagram. I posted it before the show. A woman was talking about me making comments, you know, on Instagram as Trump saying, oh, the I was saying we need to get our sports leagues back because mm-hmm. I don't want all these big blacks with nothing to do. It's very dangerous. <laughs> right. And then I said, you know, well, you know, we're nervous because they're very big. And, you know, when they have nothing to do, bad things can happen. I'm not so worried about hockey and baseball. They seem like they can take care of themselves. Right. <laughs> but football and basketball, we got to get these leagues back. I say that and this woman writes to me she's like so disguising racism as jokes why don't you just put on blackface and be Jimmy Kimmel and I said I'm half black uh parentheses Rashida Jonesy Mm -hmm. and then I said um making racist comments jokes from a guy who makes racist comments is totally inbounds third piss off right and then she wrote back to me she wrote back Palestinians are not black 
and she said, Rashia Jones is an anti-Semitic Arab. Comparing yourself to her makes you sound so stupid. Why is it no one accused Trump of being racist when he wasn't running for president? And then I just simply wrote, he was sued for discrimination in the 70s for right. keeping black people out of his buildings. Do your homework. Like, I'm like, I'm like what is like, that woman's, what is that of, person's, that's a robot. I want to know what that person's fucking, oh, like, she's real. She is yeah, very I'm sure real. it's a real, <laughs> I wonder what that fucking person, what is their moral compass then? Because it's like, Rashida Jones, not good enough. Okay. She has Jews and she's not even really black. And I just want to point that out. She's a terrible person. Trump, great person. She's Arab. And she's an Arab. Right. Now, <laughs> what Trump, Trump, great person. Stop, leave him alone. Okay. Stop using, you're a racist for mocking his racism. Stop using him. Stop using his voice. Stop using his voice to get your racist beliefs out. <laughs> Right. is what she was basically saying yeah. i'm like what are you talking and i have gotten this from a few people right. now that's who are saying like that it's like i have my anti-black athlete stance right. by using Trump. Ah. Like, that's your like, this is, but this is why and i know i'm hijacking this conversation but this mm -hmm. is why joe biden i'm voting for him no matter what i'm right. donating no matter what so that's not a question right. but god damn it if it ain't Stacey Abrams, just make it Kamala Harris. Right. You need that. You need like it is time. Mm -hmm. And it's like the, and then you're going to get the Republicans saying, why does it have to be a black woman? If I said it had to be a white man, right. that would be racist. Right. Like, yes, up. it would be. What are we talking party. about? This isn't even your discussion. Please leave. Also, but like it needs to be a it needs to be a to black it. woman too because Joe Biden is probably gonna die. Okay, guys. So we <laughs> need to have a backup plan. Uh, it might be the only fucking way to get a black woman into the White House. And here's my thing: if it's a black woman, once she becomes president, she's gonna do such a fucking great job because this is how all women this is how all women are once they get a job once they get it when they get the job everyone's like we are in fucking what we could have been living like this the whole time yes when they apply for the job it's like bitch how dare you i can't believe you will come up in here trying to get a job in a man's job like that is how so it might be the only way so this is the most yeah. important time for it to be like a state room. And I know they're trying to be like, you know, experience is, is, is again, she brought a, um, okay. So I'm a Stacey Abrams stan, right? Same. I listen to all her interviews on all her podcasts, all the podcasts she does. Morning. She, uh, I, I think she's so sharp, but also I love that she just like lay shit bare. Like every time they ask her about being VP, she's like, yes. Like, like everyone else always has to do the like, yeah. well, you know, I'll think about it. And uh, it's, you know, really anyone could do. She's like, yes, me. And here's the reasons why. But one of the things she said to the inexperienced argument, she, they were like, well, you don't have, you, people will say you don't have experience. She's like, I, no one has experience being vice president except people who've been vice president. Like what, like that's, like, that's not necessarily a knock specifically against me that would it's a big job so if you held held any government job you haven't held that government job so it's still a promotion quote unquote for everybody and she's like and i'm ready to, to do it and then more importantly her platform is getting people to vote the number one fucking issues yes. in november is gonna be 
voter suppression it's gonna be the 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 covid 19 keeping people from voting mail-in ballots for everyone in america to be able to vote it's gonna be getting people who sit on their ass act like it's no big deal or both sides to get out there and vote it's gonna be keeping like some of these like and and i hate to put it this way but like these like woke ass black intellectuals who pontificate on like why they don't vote not they they will bow down for a black woman unfortunately it's sad that it has to be that that simple but if it's a black woman vp though some of them not all some of them will then take the stick out and be like well i do like my girl stacy as opposed you know to trying to siphon if it's like you know klobuchar or warren or something then they'll be making this like big statement of like i love a big production on why i'm not voting so we need go ahead jl and my thing with uh with stacy also is if you look at her resume leadership role within the state almost won the governorship should have won the governorship plain and simple um if she had won the governorship she'd probably still be on the short list but she's still federal experience she'd have leadership experience but she wouldn't be the the top of the ticket anyway but if you look at her experience she has more state she's she's isn't she like a yale law yale law grad i think Mm -hmm. but she's got sterling credentials she was in a leadership position in the House, uh, the leader, like the minority leader in the Georgia, the Georgia House of Representatives. If you look at when Obama ran for president, he basically had what? Three years in the Senate and state, state representative, state senator work. That was his, that was his political resume. So he ran, he became president and of course gifted, talented, charismatic. He became president with half a term in the Senate ahead of Stacey Abrams. So it's like, this is somebody who, I, I said it I think the last time I was on, this is a woman who, instead of running for Senate, instead of trying to further her political career in, in the short term, dedicated her influence and notoriety to voter, voting rights. Yep. She made that her cause. And to me, for everybody who's like, I want somebody who's not of Washington, I want right. somebody... She's out there fighting for the people's right to vote. Right. Like that is not a Washington thing. That is an outsider shaking things up, but who has the brains and skills to be an insider. Right. I just, he has to, I, I mean, I'm, I'm somebody who gave some money to Amy Klobuchar, so I'm not against her right. individually, but damn it, he can't, he just can't do it. Like I think Joe Biden's underestimating his strength in the Midwest and how much people hate Trump. Right. Like we said, Virginia and Michigan, he got more turnout than Obama. Yes. That's not because Joe Biden is like, you know, uh, the, the, the man. Right. It's, it's because people because hate Trump. They trust Joe Biden enough and they hate Trump. Now, right. I'm convinced, I'll say it here, exclusive for you, but I'll say it here. I think what happens in the fall, assuming Biden picks a good VP choice, right. I think he crushes Trump. Me too. I actually think he wins very soundly like a very clear victory Mm -hmm. i think he wins a lot of that midwest and pennsylvania area Mm -hmm. i think if it's an abrams he might take florida he might take north carolina yeah he might make georgia competition Mm -hmm. and then what trump will say because he believes his own bullshit he'll say and i quote i won like the biggest victory in 2016 like nobody had ever seen a victory and then i did a tremendous job as president Mm-hmm. So you expect me to believe that after doing a great job and winning a great victory four years ago, I get beat by Sleepy Joe, who's right. like terrible? No, voter fraud. Yep. yep. Something's up. 
we're not doing like I can see and if they that. try to take your vote second amendment people you fight for it i think that's exactly like i'm not mm-hmm. i thought i'm mm-hmm. exaggerating i nope, think that's not. exactly I, what happens i, I think, I think he will directly encourage some violence mm-hmm. um i think he will not give it up i think mm-hmm. because he believes his own bullshit like he thinks he's doing a great job he right. thinks he won he ignores the the numbers of the electoral college he thinks he won like like a Reagan margin, like I won all the electoral votes. Even if I he doesn't, even if he doesn't think that, he thinks he can convince people to think that. Like he's, you know, I don't know what his actual reality is or not, but I do know that there's people that support his reality bending bullshit, and that's all it takes in America. But yeah, you're right. He'll he'll definitely claim some type of. I mean, he said it was voter fraud when he won. Like he was like he was he was like you know if it wasn't for the illegal Mexican illegals yeah funny enough the amount of illegals in California were exactly the same number that beat him by <laughs> right like exactly. she beat him by like four million in California or some shit right and he was like they're saying at least three million illegals voted <laughs> right <laughs> like, so like like he it, oh you picked like the margin of victory was exactly how many illegals <laughs> but but like I just hope I, but I'm with you I hope Biden take uh picks abrams she's my favorite of the choices um and i also think the idea that he needs to shore up his midwest voter base is ridiculous because one you either got those people or you don't and you're not gonna get the crossover people he said something the thing that really like the first sign of like life for me from joe biden was uh, (laughs) a couple weeks ago when he when they asked him or last week when they asked him like so what um where are you gonna do you think you can get win over some of these trump voters and he said no and i said no see that's what the fuck i'm talking yeah. about like i support that yes. because and the thing i and the real reason i support that is because he's one of the few candidates that can get away with saying it right because it, unfortunately there's different rules for white dudes you know if hillary calls those people deplorable we're like you i can't believe she said that you that's not how you she ran a horrible campaign like all all these fucking like just backseat campaign analysts come out of nowhere to tell us how terrible a moment that was joe biden literally goes no i can't i'm what's the fucking point of winning those assholes over and we're like fucking sleepy joe no more buddy that's what i'm talking about but it's the same sentiment and he's right I woke a sleeping Joe Biden giant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's yeah. And the Midwest, the whole thing with Joe Biden, what's so funny about this is they're like, he's got to win the Midwest. The appeal of Joe Biden himself was that he would win the Midwest. Right. Like he's Mr. Blue Collar, Wisconsin, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I think he will. Like I think so he too. crushed him in Michigan. Like he right. crushed in Michigan. I think so. You can't turn it into like. We need Joe Biden because he'll win the Midwest. But we need Klobuchar to win the Midwest. No, we need someone else somewhere else to win other places. That takes us full circle. (laughs) That takes us full circle to the beginning of the show and the excerpt that I read, right? That is literally that that white liberal. No, 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 no. Now, Negroes, be quiet. Stacey Abrams, calm down. Mm -hmm. Now's the time to double down on whiteness, guys. This is where we got them. It's like, wait, isn't this what we always do? But this time it's different. This time we're doubling down with a woman from the midwest so we're gonna shake it up it's like no trust us we know we knew in 2016 we know now trust us put a black woman on this ticket you know and then we'll and then we can talk you know and like i said stacy's my fave 
i would take uh kamala i would take um val dennings i know they come with their own baggage i know people would complain about it but for the most part so um, not nina turner not nina (laughs) turner former state senator from cleveland i would go simone sanders before nina turner i know absolutely yeah i don't think anyone's Um, ever done that before where like a campaign person ran as a vp but but yeah nina turner uh is too busy being on charlemagne the god's uh show yes. talking bad about joe Biden. oh that was terrible when you shared that that was terrible <laughs> she dog i can't believe she is i, I can't, well maybe she's not but it just seemed like she is also full bore bernie bro and maybe that's just because it's her job this time but it's like i let me tell you something man this is why i fuck with alexandria ocasio-cortez because she's so much fucking smarter at pivoting away from some loser shit Mm -hmm. like these other fucking sycophants they're like true to the core i'll go down with the i'll be playing the fucking violin in the ship as the titanic Mm -hmm. floats to the bottom the bernie titanic aoc was like oh bernie gonna lose no 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 no. i will not be stumping anymore all right y'all got it she had a great interview either on the daily or like the k-part one of those type of podcasts great interview because she was just basically like no i do fuck with these stances i do these are my political beliefs but i also know i have to convince people of my political beliefs i know that black people weren't fucking with bernie so while he made some some progress with different demographics of brown people it wasn't enough and so if black people don't believe what you're saying it doesn't fucking matter if you're right because these are the voters right and so watching her like savvily like kind of sa- like pivot away from that that's what uh i would love to see uh someone like nina turner do as well like move the fuck away from this this thing is like you you it's helped risen your your level right you know what i mean but now you don't have to like take the l for him too he can take this l by himself and you can then yeah. use this the momentum to 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 push yourself in other areas or to run yourself or whatever and also it says a lot about those motherfuckers that they wouldn't even consider running nina turner in 2024 or whatever like they that won't even be in the minds of any of those bernie fans like well you know what nina was a, a good soldier she fought to the end bernie you know he's dead in 24 24 maybe he's not running anymore or whatever the fuck like he, okay so it's over for that but it shouldn't be over for our movement we need new faces we need new blood okay alc sold us out elizabeth sold us out you know these we we don't fuck with them but why not nina turner she was there to the bitter end she won't even be rewarded for that i guarantee you they will not run her they will not get behind her she won't have nearly the movement or support that bernie sanders has and meanwhile a person like that actually could make inroads into getting the black vote to go socialist and they still won't fuck with her guarantee it and one if i just one thing mm-hmm. uh on top of with biden mm-hmm. biden He's obviously going to pick a woman, and the, I think also his candidacy. It was black people who obviously revitalized him with South Carolina, with 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 Clyburn, and I mean, just I, I remember putting a picture of Clyburn. Like I said, here, here's here's Clyburn, what he helped do for the Biden campaign. It was the Marshawn Lynch run. Yeah, he ran over like eleven people and scored <laughs> <Yeah>. a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. So you know he's not picking a black man mm-hmm. as his running mate. Black voters, dr- like. That was sort of the plan, but it was not – it was you, – you thought you'd be down like two at halftime going into South Carolina. Instead, right. you were like 
injured, like <laughs> forfeiting the game, right. <laughs> playing your third string quarterback. And then South Carolina came in and just went on like a 50 to four run and like, obliterated the other team. And like, you never looked back. And to me, you have to reward that. You have to, that you've been saying, you knew they were your base. You know, the loyalty they have to you and to Obama was going to be your stronghold. And I, I'm afraid, I think it's great that he said he's going to put a black woman on the Supreme Court. I think that is a great campaign promise. Trump promised to put, you know, 13 year old racists on the Supreme Court right. for 55 years. Right. So fine. Fair game to say we're going to put somebody that reflects who we are and, and, a, and an underappreciated, underrepresented part of our base to give their perspective, their life and their gifts to the court. But I'm afraid that he's doing that as like, I know I picked a white lady, but don't forget, if you vote for me, we get a black lady on the Supreme Court. Right. I hope it's not that. Well, because I'm going to I'm going to choose the goddamn nomination. I'm going to choose to uh wait and see and then fret over it yet yeah. cuz I also had a friend that was like he's going to pick a white man and stuff and I was like I'm I'm not trying to be an ass but do y'all ever get tired of like worrying about everything? I'm I'm taking this one off. He he's done a good job so far. He's gotten further than we thought he would get. Um, I'll, I can, I'll be outraged the second that he does pick a black woman. I, I promise I will be, but I'm not going to be pre outraged over this shit. You know, I'm not going to outraged. Yeah. It's now I'm just living in paranoia. It's like the thing we were talking about the other day when I was just like, I'm going to just choose to believe that, you know, the world health organization is not suddenly in Trump's pocket and going to start saying bullshit because I need that. You know what I mean? I like until I have proof that they are, I need to be able to believe in some of this shit that there are some people in our government who are like, no, fuck this dude. I, I have to tell the people not to drink bleach. You know what I mean? Like I need that. I'm obligated to, I don't want to start believing that guy's in on it too. Maybe, you know, unless there's proof of it. So that's, I'm just going to hold him to his word and hope that we do get a black woman. I, I, um, we'll see which black woman it is. Hopefully, but you know and if it's not then i'll be pissed as you know i'll be just as fucking pissed as everybody else um because i i like i said i agree with everything jl said man stacy abrams to me seems to be the easiest knockdown it's just it's a layup it's a literal layup like every argument against her is some shit that most of us it's because she is that black woman that we don't like we'll we'll be like i don't give a fuck like like the same shit that we pick on other people for like it'll be like well you know she got a uh, bad credit nigga i got bad credit put her on the battle like we come on we don't care so just you gotta put her up there just because she's the only one that to me that gives that level of enthusiasm from black voters um and of course we'll see about black men because i haven't really seen black men talk about stacy abrams that much so you know i'm never really uh too keen <laughs> like a, like wild factor like you never know because like you know black 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 men sometimes will be like have a reaction where you like really y'all y'all don't fuck with stacy abrams you know like so we'll see but i hope i'll be victor all right um look we've gone out of some time this is two and a half hours i i was gonna do guest the race and all that stuff but uh i feel like we are uh I think we've, we've, we've given everybody what they need. Okay, guys. We'll, we'll be back tomorrow. Of course. I'm very long winded. <laughs> no, nah. Oh, no, we I, love it. I love it. This, mm-hmm. like, we've been doing this thing lately. I, I mean, I know you listen to the show, but when we have guests on and stuff, like a lot of times we don't even really get into the topics or talk about anything else. It's just like, how you doing in COVID-19 and 
what are you thinking about the today's just things going on in the world so i I don't mind that stuff and i think the audience loves it too so mm-hmm. you know don't worry about that got a lot of good jokes yeah now i will get oh i guess i should say this there was one other major COVID 19 article that i didn't cover okay um young people are getting strokes and heart attacks even if they're asymptomatic mm-hmm. so um yeah i mean hopefully no one listening to us is stupid enough to be out here risking the rona to you know awesome i'm young and i can take it uh because like it is spiked up uh considerably in um strokes and heart attacks and then the other thing because of coronavirus they're having a lot of people who aren't going to the er right away so you know one of the things with a stroke is you start getting experience of stroke shit you supposed to like hit that shit right away like oh mm-hmm. it's time to go to the hospital and they can save you um but with the coronavirus you got people having like i don't think i can feel my arm i'm gonna wait and see you know <laughs> so it's making the results even worse man so even if you're in your 30s and 40s you can you can get this and it can fuck you up it can also cause uh blood to clot unnaturally so in addition to strokes you know there was Ooh. a person that had to get their leg amputated um a scarface broadway actor right yeah broadway actor, broadway actor yeah. yeah and a scar and scarface the rapper has to get uh dialysis now like three or four times a week Ooh. uh because he had it and it affected his kidneys so this is you know this is not the the no big deal that people like when people say those numbers like those yeah, are well, real people 80 well not just that but 86 people 86 percent of people have recovered that's the that's the article that tells you well uh they say there were no life-threatening injuries okay well i don't have an arm life altering so you know maybe maybe this is still kind of some shit to put in the article you know like like don't let's not just <laughs> yes he lost he lost use of his legs but no life-threatening injuries eh, throw it in the article let people know you know life-altering like karen said that's that's a description that should be seriously be in like right. articles and things like no life threatening but life altering and like, yes. or, or don't say life threatening but like life altering could imply like ba- like loss of a limb is like i sometimes think about that when you hear like oh a, a bomb a bomb went off and there were four people dead and 19 injuries and i'm like and those are but those were probably some pretty bad injuries right. like yes. not like oh i cut myself it's like no my my arm is dangling right but i'm alive <laughs> they are and like so and that means also these numbers because we're always finding out more through research these numbers could mean some people that we wrote off as not coronavirus related deaths are coronavirus related deaths mm-hmm. the, who knows how early you know like it been months ago someone got uh, oh they just suddenly died of a stroke at 33 years old who knows life is crazy and then they were never tested for any antibodies or coronavirus mm-hmm. uh infection anything and so we'll never know those numbers so yeah man be careful out just follow the fucking scientist rules that's that's all i have to say guys and if you do end up getting it and you go to the hospital and you're sick that's fine but don't tell them you were in our chat room this morning okay yeah you tell those guys you were yeah. listening to the adam carolla show okay you say <laughs> i was seeing what he was up to and that's how i ended up getting it all right so we're ratching this time guys
um a man with a sword attacked a camarillo couple at at their home thursday night sending them both to the hospital the incident was reported around 7:53 p.m um according to ventura county sheriff's office um the block uh who gives a fuck what street it was on <laughs> the suspect identified as 29 year old stephen gilbert montijo of camarillo um or maybe it's camarillo camarillo lives or was staying in the area he apparently walked over to the victim's house where he allegedly attacked both the husband and the wife um he was armed with a large sword according to the sheriff's office the attack occurred outside the couple's home Montillo took the first he first swung the sword at the husband's head uh the husband oh. struck it stuck his hand up to block the blade blade the sword cut off several if not all of his fingers don't worry Karen. it's not it's not life-threatening uh after that life altering remember because <laughs> your life will be altered forever after that Matteo reportedly swung the sword at his wife causing significant damage to her shoulder and neck area Goddamn. the victims were able to escape and he fled the scene Matteo fled the scene both victims were taken to the hospital their injuries did not appear to be life-threatening the husband and I the wife. I will never look at that word to say. I'm telling you, man. I think about this shit every time I I'm read an article. You be like, yeah, they got stabbed eight times and lost the eye, but it ain't. I wish, like, I want people to understand that when they see the numbers that are trying to be optimistic, that are like, 87% of people have recovered from COVID. It's like, explain the recovery. I uh, recovered and I'm on dialysis. Eh, kind of still would rather not have it you know like like you know uh i recovered guys but they had to cut off my leg Mm, i'm gonna stay six feet away from people and wear a mask Mm -hmm. i I recovered guys okay i'm young i recovered i had several strokes okay but i i'm i'm alive it's like that just means alive that 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 doesn't mean shit uh i have guys the good news i have 60 percent of my lung capacity from before so i I can like almost breathe the same way like if if you would like to breathe 60 percent of the way you breathe now then that's where i'm at so you know eh, you live you win some you lose some but at least i'm a lot like no <laughs> fuck that try not to get it it's the only fucking solution we have is try not to get it right if i get it he was just coming to get me no matter what god these fucking dumbass mathematicians that went to school like i the shit where you see them were like guys guys listen the flu takes seventy thousand people a year and we're worried about COVID nineteen. It's like it's taking fifty six thousand people in two months. Right. In the Do the math, dumbass. Time. Like what what school did y'all go to? Is this the new math that everyone keeps talking about? Right, that I don't know how the fuck to do. These fucking obvious ass numbers. Uh anyway, um <laughs> the guy was arrested and attempted murder and suspicion of mayhem, all felonies. I'm glad he remained in the jail Friday morning. Bell said at five hundred and ninety thousand dollars. So he will not probably be able to pay that. Um, the attack was the first Very specific of, amount, isn't it? <laughs> How do you get to that? Three hundred thousand dollars a person will take off ten thousand because one was a woman, and we do not pay them the same. Yeah, I don't know how you get to that number. Um, but yeah, the attack was the first of two unrelated incidents involving an intruder and stuff. Uh, well, if they're unrelated, why is this in the art? It, all right, that's enough. All right, guys, thank you, JL, so much for being here. Uh, thank you very much. Tell much everybody, as always. tell everybody one more time where to get Fireside Craps to mm-hmm. the Deuce. Yes, Fireside Craps the Deuce is available right now as you're listening to this for pre-order exclusively on iTunes. Uh, all, any and all pre-orders are super, uh, encouraged and, uh, we're thankful for them. And then on Friday, May 1st, it will go live. You get two tracks, 
right away if you pre-order it. Um, oh, and then on Friday, it will go up on iTunes. Uh, it will still be on iTunes and then Amazon and then a few streaming platforms. I know, I know Apple Music and, um, Pandora. So we've, we've limited what it is. I, that's not the total list, but that's like your, your, your main places where you can get it. Pre-order iTunes everywhere and those places on May 1st. Guys, let's get it to number one. Yes. And for those of you that are listening or I want to buy it, look in the show notes on whatever app that you're using and you can purchase it through that. Um, let's get it to number one, guys. We take it as a personal badge of honor. Yeah, we do. To take the credit for all of JL's hard work and success <laughs> here at the Blackout Tips. And every time we see somebody from the show, like post that that that's that picture or post that like accomplishment or whatever you know we all can be like oh that's the blackout tips bump right there we we doing it and you know being associated with success is the best way to be successful yourself guys so let's like make sure that jl is successful out there because uh you my know. career was joe biden's campaign <laughs> and you you have been my south carolina for not just a week or a month but for years <laughs> We're, we're the Clyburn of the, of the, of the JL campaign. Hey, come on, Jack. Come on, man. We got this. Okay. Gonna Obama be, we, and I made the CDs. We, we made recruiting. Them. Okay. Come on. What a, shut your mouth. <laughs> That's a pretty good joke, Biden. Yeah. It's not that bad, we're man. We're working on it. We're working yeah. on it. That's pretty good. I know you had that, man. Uh, I didn't either. This might be like my John Bernthal. Yes. yes. Yeah, like you know, you throw a couple of those jacks in there, man. Like it, it works. Uh. Stop talking about him and corn pop. Yeah, man, that's my man. All right, uh, yeah. So anyway, it's, uh, until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. <laughs>